Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks. All right, welcome to Nerd Thug Radio, episode four, Corey DLG, Joey Savage, Omega Nicholas with us here today. I love that nickname. That's I love nickname. that nickname. It's episode four. We've made it an entire month on the show. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, because I wouldn't have thought we would have made it this far. I thought someone would have pulled the plug after like episode two. I think we get to two, but not four. I, but two was a solid good one, though. Two that was, was a solid good one. Good but one, I mean, yeah. this is like my thinking before we even go into the this whole process. I'm like, first show, everyone's going to be down with. Second show, I'm like, these fat nerds don't know Jack. Right. But hey, here we are, episode four. Corey, a lot of stuff's going on in uh, pop culture this week. Yeah, man. It's uh, been a crazy week. So. Joey and I have kind of talked about the identity of this show, and we kind of off when we when we talk about what we want to talk about and not talk about, we try to be selective. But so much has happened this week that we feel like you got to at least comment on. We got to dibble dabble. You a just got to we got we got to touch the bases here. So obviously, the first thing we want to talk about is the passing of Prince. Purple rain. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my god. Where were you when you heard Prince died? Well, during the floods, the okay. great floods of this week. I was trapped in my apartment at home. Great floods of Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Uh, state of emergency was state declared. State of emergency is declared. You had some water in your house. I did. I got about two inches uh, in the house. Uh, me and my wife, however, prepared during the night. Didn't lose anything. Just the carpet and some flooring had to be replaced. So other than that, we were good. I mean, you can't complain about that. So I found out Thursday. I actually went to work. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Way more superior than Wingstop. Right. And right. The cool older brother. I didn't even realize that Prince had died because I was still mourning the loss of China, Oof. who we yeah. found out earlier in the day had died. We'll get back to that in a second. Right. And some guy behind me was like, hey, Prince died today. No more Purple Rain in Houston. I was like, what is this guy talking about? I opened up Facebook and bam. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, everywhere on Facebook. I was like, oh, Prince. Not that Jehovah Witness lover. Gone. Right. And so, like, there's so many interesting, like, tidbits and stories and things about him that are very kind of interesting. Uh, I will say Rod Ryan said that it goes Elvis, Michael Jackson, and then he put Prince and Madonna. It's like a tier two of uh, musicians. Uh, I, I'm almost offended by the pairing of Prince and Madonna. You know, I, I heard a lot of argument this morning listening to everyone from Jim to Sally talking about Prince. That some people feel like he was more talented and bigger impact than Michael Jackson. Now, I know Michael Jackson, you know, he's the king of pop. He is the king of pop. Um, However, musically talented, though. Right, exactly, exactly. There's so much stuff Prince did and wrote that you never would have even known until you start that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was Prince wrote so many things yeah. you didn't realize. And he taught Prince himself songs. to play all these these instruments. And all we've managed to teach ourselves to do is tie our own shoes. I can tie my own shoes. A lot of times I just wear slip-ons. And right. I, you know, sandals. Works. Comfy, comfy, bright orange sandals. Those we don't... Are. It's, they're it's, yours, but they're comfortable. As flashy as Prince was, they changed his name like three or four times. The artist formerly. Um, he stayed true to Minnesota. Like he was born in Minnesota, right. lived in Minnesota. Big ordeal for Minnesota. Never went out to LA and lived out there. Didn't get involved in all like the, the stuff that Michael Jackson, you know, right, right. all the media type. You know, the other fun thing, if you ever have an opportunity, seek out Kevin Smith talking about Prince. I like Kevin Smith. We're so, talking the so, Kevin Smith, right? So the Kevin Smith, correct. Uh, right when his, his star kind of started to brighten, mm -hmm. he was a filmmaker. Prince asked him to come follow him around and make a documentary about him. Kevin Smith, Follows him around, makes the whole thing. Apparently, it's several months worth of work. Right. Prince watches it, thanks him, pays him, never releases it. Man, really? So Kevin Smith has all these cool stories that he's told before, uh, like on different like talk tours and vocal tours and things like that, where he kind of talks about like encounters with Prince and things that that they that they did. Apparently, Prince's entire house is wired to record audio. 
Really? So he could record everywhere, including the restrooms, Kevin Smith says. I don't know if that's like a joke or not. Yeah, I heard um, some report that he has a vault in his basement full of music that he's never released, which obviously is going to get released here. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. There's going to be like, like a, there's four new Prince albums coming it's gonna out. It's going to be like a Tupac Shakur all over again. <laughs> like, ten years, like, where was this song? Like, yeah, Hologram Prince. Still alive? Hologram. Oh, Hologram Prince. Hologram Prince would be cool, man. Probably would still put on one of the best halftime shows ever, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that halftime show was probably the best halftime show. Now, Nico, you've been pretty quiet here. This is, You're too young. You don't do know you the Prince? Prince? No, not really. I know a few of his songs, but not like... What Prince song do you know? Literally Just Purple Rain. Just Purple Rain. Well, it's better than nothing. Right? Better than nothing? Better than nothing. Corey, what's your favorite uh Man, Prince you know, song? we were talking about this. Um, you know, today's, today's music is going to be Prince songs. One that we definitely want to talk about, When Doves Cry. I love When Doves Cry. I mean, you can't you can't not talk about When Doves Cry. Uh, but also, one thing I want to point out, he wrote Sinead O'Connor's mega hit. Uh, yeah, he did. He performed it first. Right. And then she made it big. Right. Uh, nothing Compares. Recently, um, Nothing Compares to Prince. Oof, that's a good one. Uh, Chris Cornell recently covered it. It's just, it's crazy how different the three songs are, but it's just insane that, that Prince is responsible for so many yeah. big songs. Uh, the other the other interesting news, obviously, China died. Going back to Prince real quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize how many people like Prince now that he's dead. All these people, like, they play these these marathons. Right. And, like, I'm sitting there with my wife, and she's singing every single song. Like, we've been together for almost 10 years. You like Prince? Right. Where did you that know? come from? Me and you were sitting here talking before the show goes right. on, and you start just jamming out Prince songs just left and right. I'm like, wait, I've known you 32 years. You like Prince? You know what the thing is like maybe he's a guilty pleasure. You know, not even a guilty pleasure. It's just something like you're almost when you hear his songs are so good and so catchy. Well, who's gonna turn? Who's gonna turn them down? I don't know. Not they're me. they're like delicious cheddar bacon fries. That was beautiful. I could be Prince. No, no, no. not even. Not no, that head is way too big to fit in any just, of those leotards. I'll just, I'll, yeah. I'll just stick. <laughs> that's with, the real. That's the real reason. I'll just stick with being the captain. I'm cool with that. Not a captain. Not the captain. Not a captain. Um. So yeah. So I mean, just leaves behind a huge impact culturally, pop culture, which is what we kind of think the show is about. Prince was epic. Just a huge deal. Epic. So you have to talk about that. We also have to talk about the death of China. Oh, man. Um, it kind of, it, it was important to you and I. We grew up watching wrestling. Especially in that Attitude Era. Where exactly. she was huge with Triple H and part of DX. The generation. She, you know, she really changed the game for women in wrestling. Before China, it was mostly gimmicky, gimmicky very skinny, um, scantily clad women who right. couldn't wrestle too well. Underwear matches, underwear things matches, like that. bra and panty matches. There was a wrestler by the name of Alondra Blaze that was pretty big, but she was more like the mid '90s uh, before the Attitude Era. Okay, before okay. they went to hold all this um, the personalities, personalities and stuff. And then along comes China, and she's just massive. She was, and she wasn't just massive. Like the following was huge. Like yeah. she. Even though she she always kind of sounded a little off to me, like there was just something a little bit a little different about her. Yeah, maybe maybe like she kind of talks, she sort of spoke like she learned from a deaf person how to speak. And if I'm not mistaken, she is she is, deaf? No, but she is the only female to ever hold the Intercontinental title, which is predominantly a man's title. Yes, no, that's actually she actually held two men's titles, the Intercontinental, and also I believe the European at one point as I well. So yeah, when she was with the whole Eddie Guerrero Latina love, the Latina Heat, Latina Heat. But I mean, just a huge deal. They just recently stopped calling it the Divas title. Right. It just it's changed. Now, it's now just at the WWE yeah. Women's at WrestleMania, title. it changed to the Women's title. Right. And so, like, none of that would have been possible without China. Without China starting it off. And really, she, she was kind of alone in the Attitude Era, too. It was just her. It was just her as far as um, female wrestlers. Female, well, there was female wrestlers. But again, it was like Sable had, and things yeah, like had that. Sable and uh, some, 
some females like that, but uh, Jackie, but not a lot of. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a Spring High School alum, Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams, um, and so she really changed the game. And the best part is she was with Triple H at the time, and this is Triple H's rise. And Triple H is a massive guy in his own right. And right, she's his bodyguard. Right. So I mean, how much does that say about her? You know, prowess in the ring, her talent in the ring, to where she you know she changed the game. Nico's and still silent. This is all before your time, isn't it? I know nothing. You know nothing. It's cool, man. We're going to geek out some more on some wrestling. We're going to geek out. She's 45. She she died at a young age. Really young. Um, Uh, I thought I heard, I thought I read that she was actually just teaching English to uh, Japanese students this past couple years. Yeah, she was married to um, Sean Waltman, who some of you might know as Six Pac or. X Pac, yes. Uh, I think they're divorced now, but they you know, they were together a while, and I think they did do some tours in China after they left the WWE. So um, I could see that happening. I didn't. She was on one of those reality shows. Uh, X Pac did win an adult film award one night in China, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. So, so yeah, she did struggle with some uh, some drugs and alcohol. Yeah, it's very it probably contributed to yeah. her untimely demise. However, so it was very sad to hear. Right, and then, uh, you do you want to honor it? You do want to honor it, and then Prince comes. Right, she gets Just all left out. Overshadows it. You know, they, in typical China fashion. Yep, she gets overshadowed. Right. by a man. By a man. What's funny is a lot of times they say celebrity deaths come in three. It's yeah. And so I saw a meme uh, today, and it was a, a picture of Ozzy Osbourne. It's like <laughs> someone call Ozzy. I don't trust twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of musical legends. Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. Yeah, just recently. Um, maybe, maybe, China, maybe Prince was the third one. Yeah, Merle, China, and Prince. Yeah, yeah, could be. I also felt like somebody else famous passed yeah, this week as a, well. An older lady. She's a mom on Everybody Loves Raymond. Is that her? Oh yes, right? yes. I believe the two it was. I never watched that show. Never could get behind it. So you were not part of everybody. No, I was not Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. I was Someone Doesn't Love Raymond. Some, someone passes. Captain Joey Savage. Stop me. Oof. All right. So moving into sports a little bit, we're just lightly here. Uh, it was huge news. It was everywhere. Conor McGregor. Yeah. Basically feuding with UFC and UFC uh, President Dana White. So why don't you give us a timeline rundown of what you know. So so how I saw what was going on, what broke first nationally was Conor McGregor's tweet that he was retiring. Uh, when they went to UFC for comment, Dana White actually then clarified that Conor was pulled from all publicity and pulled from the card prior to the for tweet. UFC 200. And so what's now come out is he wanted to train in Iceland with his crew at this new weight because of the Nate Diaz fight. It's going to be, he's training at this heavier weight and he lost last fight, so he wanted a full fight camp. Uh, Dana White, however, needs his star to come down and do promotion tours. You know, UFC 200 is going to be this huge event. It's opening a brand new arena in Las Vegas. Uh, they're they're very excited about this card. This card's very important, and they need Conor McGregor to, to do publicity. And he was he was more interested in winning the fight. So basically, what we're at is this weekend UFC 197. John Jones returns. So everyone's supposed to be in Vegas. Everyone up to the UFC 200 fight is supposed to be in Vegas promoting the UFC 200 fight. So McGregor comes out on Facebook. I want to say it was yesterday and post <clears throat> kind of his rebuttal to Dana White. And it's basically like, look, dude, the last three fights I've had, I've made you like 80 million something dollars. I've been your puppet. I've been the machine driving the UFC. I'm putting money in your pockets. And this last fight, he said, you know, I trained for one guy and took another guy on short notice. And instead of really training for it, I was doing all your promotions. 
Right. I, I like Conor McGregor. I've been kind of following up to the Diaz fight. And I can say just for myself, I got swept up in his uh, his media stuff going into the Diaz fight. He's such a great he is. public persona. And I, I got think into that's why Dana White. And I got into it and I was just going into the fight. I was like, there's no way he loses. Right. Like he is, this is fight's not even a, you know, I was, why is Diaz even taking this fight except he just wanted money? And he goes in there and he loses. So now he's, he's like, look, I did your thing the last three fights. I need to do my thing. This is my turn. You know? Right. He said, I don't need to go on a 50, you know, state or a 50 interview tour to promote UFC 200. People are going to come watch UFC 200 because I'm there already. Give me my time. Let me train. Let me get ready for this big guy. Because last time I did it your way and I was the one on the other end looking at a losing fight. Let me do things this way. He's like, no one, do you really think it really cares if I go to Connecticut and I'm interviewed by Tom and Sally, just some two numb nut, you know, some right. small radio station. Some like if he, radio yeah, podcast. Like if he was podcast with us, like, do they really care what I'm thinking or do right. they just want are a couple, gonna, Are we going to drive pay-per-view sales? Or do we just want a couple sound bites? Like, that's all I care about. I was like, right. I want to train. He's like, I'll go to New York and I'll do the huge presser. Right. And that was the thing is he actually did make a, a pretty, going back and forth, I kind of see both sides here because he did make a conciliation that he would show up for the, the main presser close to the fight and then fly back and finish fight and then fly back and fight. And Dana White's counter to that was actually, I think, also more than generous and more than fair. He was going to fly everybody in, the whole fight camp and all the crew and all the equipment and set them up in Vegas and just keep them stationary there. I'm going to side with the fighters on this. So in the last year or so, UFC has taken a partnership with Reebok. Okay. okay? So before the partnership with Reebok, you could pretty much have whatever kind of sponsors you want. You could have five to six sponsors on your your attire. You could come out wearing your own their shirt, their hat. You could put their logos all over on your banner. You can make money off of that. Right. And UFC pretty much did away with that. It's basically Reebok, and then some of the big guys can get Monster. So people are losing money. Fighters are losing money that way. Also, these fighters are fighting on shorter notice than they were before. Correct. Um, Correct. If you look at the last four to five main events, co-main events, they've all changed. Either someone's gotten injured, someone's pulled out. It's changed because of, you know, fighters not wanting to fight. Stuff's happening. Plus, you know, they did this huge ban on steroids. So, like, people people are failing. They're trying to train harder and faster. Without steroids. Without steroids. (laughs) And every main event has changed. No, you're recently. right about that. And I think... So get the t- guy some time. He put tons of money in your pocket, Dana. Give him a chance to train to get ready for this fight. Personally. Yeah, give him a chance to train for this fight. Like, Did Dana White like uh, the Facebook page? I don't think so, and I don't really care. I oh. want to see a good fight. Ooh. I got swept up in the media stuff last time, and my man lost. Okay, I want right. to see him come out here on a full you know, a full fight camp and how he responds. Not, I don't need him going out and... and Interview all over the place. I, I already know who he is. I definitely agree with that because I feel like that fighter is just, it, it's their it's their career anyways. Exactly, it is. Uh, but you got to remember, like UFC kind of handles it differently than say boxing. With boxing, uh, each fighter kind of groups in with a promotional group. In UFC, there's one entity. That's right. It's UFC. So you're either on the team or you're not. There's only one place to go, really. It's the UFC. You can join these other lesser companies. Well, Bellator uh, is starting to pick up, but um, I, but it's never it's it's, it's 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 not UFC. It's the castoffs and the minor leaguers. It's not it's the B team until something Beta happens team. where some of these bigger names get ticked off with the way they've been treating, having to fight shorter. And like you know what, my contract's up. I'll go to Bellator. I tell you what, someone like Conor McGregor or you know John Jones, any one of those big guys, at some point decides I'm going to Bellator. You're gonna have a Monday Night War scenario, WWE versus WCW. Man, I do, I do. That was that's my favorite what the sport era. needs. And the uh, sport's fun on its own, and I love the sport of the fighting. Competition will probably be mm-hmm. good for it. You're right. Like a, a young upstart, all of a sudden starts pushing, and some of these older guys go there. It'd be great stuff. It would be interesting. I, 
I want to say though, I, I I believe I believe the UFC ultimately is correct. Yes, Conor McGregor wants a full fight camp, and yes, you as the buyer of the pay per view, right. I'm the one buying it, right? But if I'm Dana White, I want my number one mouth, my number one draw. I want him on TV as much as possible. I want him in front of cameras no, as no much doubt. as possible. No doubt. To remind everybody to spend their $70 on my subpar fight what, that I'm putting together. What would be cool is if they, they actually flew like a camera crew out to his fight camp. See, that'd be good. And could like, do a bunch of satellite things. Yeah. Who yeah, cares if just, they're... Just have like small interviews with him or even just shots of him training and then just like put that to something else. You know what, Nico? You, you solve problems. This is why he's our producer. This is why he's the our producer. Producer. So uh, let's get into a quick break and then we'll come Back when we come back, more sports stuff. Right, we're going to talk Johnny Manziel, we're going to talk a little NBA, and we're going to talk a little Game of Thrones, and we're also going to go back to talking about this flood a little bit. The flood of 2016. The great floods. I'd like to take a minute to thank Gifting for Baby. Gifting for Baby is your home for fun, custom superhero crochet, and embroidered clothes for your baby. All items are made to order from crochet newborn sets to embroidered shirts to unique baby shower gifts. First-time shoppers will get 10% off their first order, using the code NERDTHUG at checkout. Currently, Custom Tooth Fairy Pillows are on sale for an even lower $15. So head over to giftingforbaby.com today. And we're back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks, where there's still time to buy an ad for the month of May and get your ad heard to help grow your business and the group you really want to reach, the pop culture-loving nerds. So reach out to us today on Facebook or on Twitter, Joey Savage or Corey DLG. All right, we're back. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks. I love saying that. I really do. I Can do, we I, just talk about how awesome your podcast voice is? You guys can't keep your shit together. So we had to like point that we out. had to like do the retake in the beginning. So the reason I brought the show in is because every time Corey goes to his podcast voice, me and uh, Uncle Nico over here just cannot stop laughing. You guys are a couple of clowns. Once you uh, come out to one of our events that we'll have, you know, in the future, twenty seventeen, and you meet Corey DLG, and you're like, "Wow, you don't sound like that on, on the radio." I'm like, no, 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 he's got a podcast voice. I don't have a podcast voice. I'm a professional. Oh, gifting for baby. <laughs> Every single time. Let me tell you about my friend Amy, who's actually your cover. That's true. But we're friends. We're friends. Okay. Right, so what's the next topic? So now that we're back into it here, Joey Savage. Oh, uh, Corey DLG, as always. Let's talk nerdy. Oh, yeah, talking nerdy to you. But we're actually talking Johnny Manziel, so it's a little more talking drunk to you. Um, I feel like I should chug a beer or, like, smoke something before we start talking about this. So, got, okay, before we start this, he has the Illuminati triangle tattooed on one of his arms. And on the other ones, he has... I'm, I'm sorry, how many arms do you think he has? Seven. <laughs> on one of the other arms. <laughs> he's like Dr. Octopus. He's octopus. How has he not made it in the NFL then with eight Dude, arms? How many arms could he throw with? I don't know. But how many incomplete passes would he throw? <laughs> a lot. He yeah. could throw eight balls at one time. So what is but none of them going to catch him. On his other arm, he has four twenty, but in the Roman numerals. Yeah, you know, we're just gonna cover all sides of the right, spectrum. He's, he's keeping it catchy he's and illuminati. Keeping it real. It's right. called keeping it real, Nico. It's not. You don't know that term because, you know, I'm, I'm too young. Keeping you it real. Keeping it real. Illuminati. All through your body. I don't I got really I don't understand. What's, yeah. so, what's, what's so <laughs> special about Johnny Manziel? Okay, right now? he's not been fired. He's not been fired by his second agent so in a span of four months. Was that Drew? Drew Rosenhaus said, "Get rehab or you're done with me." Right. So Drew Rosenhaus, for those who don't know, is like a super agent. You hire this guy when you want to make 150 million dollars on your next sports contract. Well, you're only worth wow. about 15. Right. And he typically gets you the money. This guy has gotten some. Show me the money. Paid. He's gotten some people just outright paid. Is he the real life Jerry Maguire? He's he's the real life Bob Cushman. 
Okay. Man, you see what I did there? Don't even know who that is. Not he was the, he was the Jay Morse character in Jerry Maguire. Okay. That's why I don't know him. <sighs> the Kush. Anyway, um, the Kush and uh, Johnny Manziel. Right. Blaze. So Drew Rosenhaus literally Bye. he gets anybody paid, but first he got fired by his, Johnny Manziel. Got dropped by his first agent. First, typically agents don't drop you; you drop them. Correct. So the first agent said, "Look, your life's kind of a train wreck, and we don't want to be associated with it." We're done. That's embarrassing. First, yeah, that's pretty bad. Because We're in the world of pro sports, you could do a lot of stuff and not get fired by your agent. Ask Greg Hardy. Yep. Very true. <sighs> Wife beater. So does that mean Johnny Manziel should end up on the Cowboys? I think um, so. Man. So so he gets fired by Drew Rosenhaus, and now all of a sudden... Is he going to represent himself? No, it just seems like the allegations out there... Uh, first of all, he's about to get prosecuted, it sounds like, by this, uh, the county of Dallas for hitting his ex-girlfriend. So now he's going to have a domestic assault Should charge. the money. On top of that, he's still out partying in L.A. and in Vegas, even though allegedly everyone is saying that he has a partying problem. I'm using the word party to imply... A bunch of other illicit stuff. Things. The rumors are that it's nose candy. Would you want to hang out with Johnny Manziel? Uh, I bet I, I bet the no. runoff is awesome. I would hang out with Johnny Manziel. I bet the runoff is awesome. I bet just the girls... Just to punch him right in the kissing. Pow! Right in the kissing. Oh. That's not really hanging out with him so much as jumping him, but okay. Um, whatever. Anyway, he also is now wanting, they want to talk to him in, in regards to a hit and run. One of Drake's friends was driving, and Johnny Manziel was riding shotgun in a car that's hit a light pole, and then they left it. Well, what's his problem? Uh, he was the passenger. You're not supposed to flee the scene of an accident. I was drunk. I was <laughs> passed out. This is not really I was good. drunk. I was passed out. They carried me away. I know nothing. I know nothing. I'm Jon Snow. Jon Snow. So, it's just kind of interesting to me. So, he's basically not getting... He's, he's, he's pretty much almost lost, completely lost his career in professional football. Yes, professional sports are essentially out of reach for the, for the short term, for sure, and possibly long term forever. So, it's kind of like, when does something become from funny to sad? Almost. Because it's like, in the beginning, it was kind of, it was silly, kind of obnoxious. Here's this guy who'd rather party than play football. He's also, he's also a kid. He's not, he's not much older than I am. These guys are always kids, though. Yeah, but some, like, I would have more smarts than to sit there and do drugs all the time. Yeah. Wait till someone puts it in front of you. Wait till they show all this money and you're like, what do I do with this? It's all free. It's all beautiful. It's all illicit. I, I don't I don't begrudge somebody for falling into it. I begrudge them for not acknowledging when they're at a limit. Yeah. And this is clearly Way beyond past. a limit. This yeah. is like limit number eight. Like you've already you've already messed up once. You've already been dropped by an agent. It's like a cat with nine lives. This is life number nine. It, this this just, is like ten. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the bonus life. He got the extra pinball. Uh, and so now, like, I, I just I wonder two years from now, four years from now, what's what's the story going to be like? Is this going to be a redemption doubt. story? Is this nope. going to be Ryan Leaf the sequel? Ryan Leaf the sequel. You know, recently Ryan Leaf was arrested, this was a couple years back, for stealing prescription pain meds from a kid he was coaching. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Like, that's the lowest of lows, right? Like, you, you start to realize, like, how far things can fall. And I kind of wonder, three, four, five years from now, where we, where will Johnny Manziel be? I highly... He should just go play, like, arena football. That'd be awesome. That's, that's where he needs, he needs to go somewhere where they up. just... They Unless, just let him throw the ball, and he gets things straight and looked down. Throw it up, bro. But first, he's going to have to go to jail, it sounds like. Unless he's just going to get paid more, and he's just going to do more drugs. And it's the, all gonna be Vince over. McMahon should recreate the XFL just for Johnny just, Manziel. Johnny Manziel seems like tailor-made for the XFL. Remember He Hate Me? Yeah, it could be He Hate Me Squared. Right. That'd be awesome. You so, want this? You want this? So I'm tired about Manziel. What else you got for me? All right, okay. So, interesting enough, the NFL Draft is next month. Actually, it's this it's month this now. Month. It's, it's coming up. It's creeping up on us. It's probably next weekend, I would say. April is 30th? It? Should mm. be? Next next week. No, it's like mid-next week. Yeah. Oh, it starts Thursday, right? Yeah, it starts Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right, right, right. 
So most interesting to me is both Tennessee and Cleveland were one and two. They've now both traded out of those spots with two top-level quarterbacks at one and two and both teams needing a quarterback. Tennessee doesn't need a quarterback. You don't think so? They have Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess if you're happy with Mariota. This is going to only be a second year. They just took him last, last year. year. Top yeah, five. but with their – that's true. But what do you think another one? Well, with these low salaries, I mean, you could always replace them. Because this is what they did with Jake Locker. Yeah. Oh, Jake Locker was horrible. Right. But they immediately went another quarterback the next year. They, they had Zach Mettenberg, right? So Jake Locker replaced Zach Mettenberg. My apologies. All the way around. That's what I was saying. They replaced Jake Locker. They with, had somebody else in there before Mettenberg. I think. Okay, it's Tennessee. Who gives a about Tennessee? <laughs> when <laughs> they left Houston and went to Tennessee, I stopped caring. The thing that interests me about these two trades is, at the number one pick, you could do anything you want. You control the whole draft. True. Okay, so Cleveland, right? They had the second pick. Cleveland had the second pick. And they just signed RG3. I mean, you don't at least want to. You wouldn't take a guy at two and be like, hey, RG3 and guy at two. No. You guys I mean, battle it out? If they don't. Obviously, they don't feel like either one of those quarterbacks are worthy of the top two pick and they need to get more value and build their team in other areas. Now, what they did do is with let's the trade. numbers. Yeah, let's get nerdy here. So, with the trade, they now have, I believe, five picks in the top 100 of this That's draft. That's pretty good. So they're they're saying they're going to bring in a lot of quality talent. Exactly. They're going to they're going to deepen the quality of competition on the roster. Well, that damn Josh Gordon could pass a drug test. Oh man, they'd be they'd that have somebody to throw to. Now the only problem the only problem with that is you're counting on Cleveland to get five picks at least close to right, which they haven't in a long, in a long, long time. Long they had what like twenty eight different starting quarterbacks since they became a team again. Yes, it's something really? along those lines. It's it's double digits and it's a sad double digit it's number. Very sad because they've only been around for about thirty years. So when you start no, looking, no, I'm, I'm not talking thirty years. I'm talking the new Cleveland team because Cleveland left, went to Baltimore. Oh, you're talking in the two thousands. So they since they've become back in the two thousands, they've gone through twenty plus quarter starting quarterbacks. That's impressive. That's, it's not impressive. It's no, sad. that's sad. If you're a fan of Cleveland football, Cleveland every, rocks. Every time Cleveland they trot out rocks. Josh McCowan and Johnny Manziel, Ty Detmer, oh, Brady Quinn, Brady Quinn, yes, okay, I Jason Campbell, I don't know any, Brian Hoyer. I know, I still know nothing. John Snow, you got to get on this. We were talking, we were talking pop culture. Nico's just hanging out. He has Nico's no idea saying, what's going on. I, I have no clue. The other interesting on. thing about this, it almost kind of shines a little hope of a little light of hope for Cleveland. The draft heads are saying that Cleveland actually got more value out of their trade from two than Tennessee did to LA for one. How often are these draft heads actually? Well, they're not. They're not right. talking about the people you take. They talk no, about. The, I know, but the they value rate of the pick. They rate these people and yeah, they rate the know. draft. I mean, I don't know. I feel like being a draft expert is kind of like being a meteorologist. Like you have no clue what's going on. Well, you just you can just point your finger. Dah! This guy looks like he's got the tools. But do you look good in the dress? Because Cheetah Johnson, call me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At that point, because Mel Kiper's got good hair, but he's no Cheetah. Does he even do anymore? And they've gone to like Todd McShay now. Oh uh, well, it's both of them. They actually sit next to each other and they both argue like <laughs> at each other about like with pick two hundred forty five. Cleveland exactly. needs to go right here with running exactly. back. Exactly. And so they're arguing. About I scouted leader. this guy with Merle Hodge <laughs> at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> he's um, a factor back. He's a factor back. He's going to run people over. Doesn't have the prettiest feet, but he'll put his nose down and just go forward. And what I wonder if they mean to like is, does he need a pedicure? Or are they actually saying like his footwork is bad? Both. And needs coaching. Probably both. Probably both. So we're in it now. We have L.A. with pick one and Philly with pick two. Correct. Oh, so poor, Philly. Poor Case Keenum. Philly gave up everything to get to this pick two. It feels like they're trying to overcompensate for the change from the Chip Kelly era. But they have Sam Bradford, and then they recently signed Chase Daniels. But do they, you feel good about either one of those guys? 
I mean, Sam Bradford didn't play all that bad last year. I mean, no, he wasn't. He, he was wasn't. playing in a system he's not really geared for. I just kind of want to, like, where, where did they go with him? Was it, why did they take a quarterback? Obviously. But why, why did they give they the go, house? Why did they get him, then? I have no clue. That, and that's, Chip, I don't know what Chip Kelly's thinking. Chip Kelly was kind of a mad scientist there. You know where they screwed up? a mad scientist. Just a retard. They screwed up by letting him buy the groceries. Yeah. As a coach, he was great. That first, The first two years of Philly was something like 20 wins in two years. And and then all of a sudden they said, hey, you could pick your own players now. And oh, great. In one year. And they're getting rid of all of them. Right. And in one year, he lost his own job and got a lot of other people fired. Oh, wow. That's that's what you call a quite the, quite the nosedive. Quite yeah. the nosedive. Uh, so, uh, the Rockets actually took a game from Golden State. Wow. They took a game from defending champions. Golden, Golden State. State Warriors. Record? I like the Golden State Warriors. I like the Golden State Warriors, like, in the early 90s when it was, like, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Latrell Sreeroe. Can I tell you my favorite Warriors NBA squad? NBA Jam. Can I tell you my favorite Warriors squad? Go for it. The one, the and one team when it was Baron Davis oh, and Steven yeah. Jackson, Andre, uh, Andres Beardens. The and one team? The and one team. When they, like, when they beat Dallas with Dallas's head coach coaching them. So, okay, famously, uh, at Dallas was the first one seed to lose to an eight seed in seven game series. I hate Dallas. Uh, I also hate Dallas. Here's why they lost, though. Uh, God, I'm not going to be able to think of his name now. Don Nelson. Don Nelson. Don Nelly. Was coaching the Mavericks. Mark Cuban fired him from coaching, hired someone else to coach, kept him on as a talent evaluator, right, scout, right. Uh, another voice. Every year, though, uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban owed him about $20 million in coaching and, and different fees and salaries. And he kept rolling it back on him and adding interest. He said, I'll pay you later. I'll pay you later. I'll pay you later. Finally, finally, Don Nelson said, I'd like my money. And uh, Mark Cuban said, no, and you're fired because I'm tired of you asking for your money. Don Nelson went to Golden State, took the job. Lo and behold, they meet in this round of the playoffs. And Don Nelson knows everything about the Mavericks. He knows all of their weaknesses. He knows all of their plays. Put someone tall on Dirk. So well, he, literally, he literally, apparently at the time, Dirk couldn't go left and no one knew it. And so every a time German he would, can't go left. Where's every that, time he went to like funny. spin left, he would, they would just put a person to where he would turn. It was like 15 turnovers in two games. Like all of a sudden, Dirk Nowitzki couldn't handle the ball. Yeah, I like uh, the Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, NBA Jam version of Golden State. Okay. All right. Rain and threes. Everyone else is dunking and Joey Savage is over here doing rain and threes. Can I, can, I ask for, can I ask for a little bit of cool props? What's up? Remember when I told you about Steph Curry? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. No. I, I, so this was NBA 2K13. Okay. We're on the PlayStation 3 still. Oh, yeah, moved okay. over the four. Yeah. And you and I are playing, and I take the Warriors. Is that whenever I had Justin Bieber just draining threes on you? Justin, you had Justin Bieber <laughs> on, the, on the celebrity team. Just draining threes. Draining money. However, Steph Curry brought us back. The Warriors against the celebrity team. And we still won, though. Steph Curry brought us back, though. And I told you then, this guy has the shot of a generation. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Now, I didn't think he would be MVP. I didn't think the Warriors would... Would win seven well, games. Like, so he hasn't played game two or three of this series. Or one. Oh, he played a little bit of he one. Played a little one. And uh, Draymond Green's basically like, we don't need him for this series. Let's rest him up. Like, they're just slapping the Rockets in the face. They, like they really are. And honestly, TNT's halftime crew killed Shaq, Kenny, Charles. the Rockets can't do nothing. James Harden will play no defense. Well, they killed him. They basically said that they were they were there to go on vacation Monday. Yeah. Well, hopefully, come you know game four, even the series up, and they might yeah. think about putting old Steph Curry back in the game. Well, that's I, I do think that'll happen. If it gets to 2-2, I think Steve Kerr will be yeah. like, hey, Steph's healthy. I don't think it will, though. I think it'll go 3-1 and then 4-1. I think the Rockets delayed their vacation. However, I do think I do think the TNT crew is right that the Rockets are just, they want to go home. They're tired. They don't want to play anymore. You think so? I think Dwight Howard's like, I'm done in Houston. Yeah, I think he wants out. I think My the season's kind of over here. for him. I, I, hey, but our boy, uh, Donatus Montagunis. Yeah, Demo. 
when Ham yes, came he did. three. Yes, he did. When Ham came three, Debo. He looks he looks good. He had a couple kind of odd plays, uh, but yeah, nothing Demo. that dude does looks odd. No, he's he's so smooth on the court. I was big on Demo when they drafted him. We were talking to Matt Thomas on uh, Sports Talk Seven Ninety. You did a little call in, a little call in. Okay, all right. I said you know. Hey, Matt, I just sent you this highlight reel of Demo just going nuts over in Europe. Now, what's the quote that he's famous for? I always get it wrong, but it's something along the lines of, if you don't if you don't want to hunt with the wolves, don't go to the forest, or something along those lines. And that it's sounds in, awesome. It's in reference to, and it was, you know, when he was first came over, it was kind of roughly translated from, I want to say he's Lithuanian. You just screwed that up completely. I, I want to say he's no, Lithuanian. Um, but so basically, he's Houstonian. He, is he? He's Houstonian. He's Houstonian now. Yeah. He's Houstonian in spirit. Yep. But the saying is from his homeland, obviously, and it's something along the lines of "Don't get in the middle of the paint when I'm there, because I'm a wolf." And I'll eat I your will face. dunk on you, or block, or I will dunk on you. Okay, all right, okay, I can see yeah, how we're going to do both dunks. of those. That's the only option you have is dunk. Oh, but he can drop. He's got a little Where's my team of nothing but dunkers? Because he's got this kind of cool little one-handed floater that he does from about four feet out. A lot, of times, a lot of times he gets the ball about four to five feet out, and Dwight Howard's under the basket, so he can't go too much closer because he draws in a defense. So he stays kind of right there and just is like a one-handed pop the floater. Just this little boop. It, it goes in a lot. It's actually kind of an interesting we shot. We get Demo on the show. I, You know what? I'm going to put a call in. I Actually, I will. I will put in a call, and I'll see if we can get Demo on here. Because I think it'd be a lot of fun. I don't think he would be that interested. I do think he would do it, and I think he would be like, you totally owe me a beer. All right. So, Talk okay. nerdy with me, I'm and I'll okay get you a beer. <laughs> I'm going to pull some trees. I'm going to see what I can do there. Um, So if you're listening to the show right now on Money Green Music, when this show ends at 7 o'clock, you go to your TV, you set the DVR, and at 8 o'clock, Game of Thrones comes on. Game of Thrones. She's back. She's I haven't back. finished the last season yet. What is your deal with not watching the show? <laughs> I have seen a grand total of two episodes. You're you're contributing a lot to this episode. Yeah. I am the greatest. I'm I'm, I'm feeling sick. John Snow, you know nothing. I, I'm I'm kind of sick, guys. So that's kind of the reason I'm not talking very sick much. Sick with it. Yeah. Sick. Oh. Sick with the editing. I've only got like <laughs> five <laughs> episodes that I haven't caught up on yet. Or last season. So I'm gonna go ahead and ruin everything for you. Just because I'm, I can't believe you. So when the season ended, the Queen of Dragons has been saved by her dragon, and then her dragon flew off with her and took her to the middle of nowhere. Was she naked when this happened? Uh, no, she's barely dressed. Uh, however, as she's as she's laying in the field, the dragon flies off, because he's got some spears sticking out of him. He's in kind of a bad mood. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. He leaves her in the middle of nowhere, and then... Um, were there three dragons? There are three. The other two are still, still locked chained up. up. Yeah. So, uh, while she's sitting there, all of a sudden, guess who rides up? The people she started out with at the very beginning, Drago's people. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the Dothraki, right? The Dothraki. They come rolling up on a massive Dothraki. Is Aquaman with him? Um, I don't. Well, he's he's dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. So you know that'd be weird. Um, hey, we got this dead guy here for you. So anyway, so she gets kidnapped by the Dothraki. They don't. You don't know what they want with her. So that's obviously something to pick up on. Also, Sansa Stark has run off now, free from the horrific. Is it Bran the uh, the serial killer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey Snow. Uh, Ramsey Snow. She's now free from him. She's running off. Who knows what's going to happen there? There's only two Stark girls left now, right? Her and the other one, uh, Arya Stark, finishes the season blind. She's blind now. Punished by the by the mini mini face god. And they plucked her eyes out. She takes it upon herself to get revenge on one of the men who uh, killed her family. He comes he comes to where she's at and she hides in a brothel where he's going to be using uh, young women. The services of the brothel, right? And he's got a particularly perverted taste. He likes them particularly young. Arya Stark knows this, poses as one of them, gets within striking distance, stabs him in the eyes. It's pretty good. As punishment, though, she's immediately blinded by the Miniface God. Because the Miniface God does not want uh, assassins to have their own rights, needs, 
He wants them to serve as him. He wants them to be oppressed. He wants them to be no face like Nico, you following? Okay. Still with us? I'm with you, but I don't know what any of these means. <sighs> so much is going on. Continue, Beard. So... <laughs> Call me Beard? Yeah. All right, I'm fine with that. Come on, Beard. I'm okay with that. Also, let me just say, I'm staring at the one white beard. Like the one hair? That's white. It's just like... That... Magnificent. This this white one is directly from you. You're not even touching the white one. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the white beard hair is talking to me the entire time. You want me to just do this? And then you just... I'm going to cover my mouth, and then you just think the hair is talking No, it's not good for the microphone. Okay. All right. But so, uh, Jon Snow has been stabbed to death. Oh, no, I died. No. Yes, Jon Snow is now dead. Now, die. the entire time since the season finale. Yeah, they've been teasing us. People have been like, he's not dead. He can't die. That's the one thing I love about Game of Thrones is they will kill anybody. They don't care. One of my favorite characters last season was the Red Viper. He gone. Oh, he gone. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he was great. And then he dies in the most prolific fashion. Like, punches his eyes out by the mountain, right? He crushes his head. <laughs> one punch knocks his teeth out. Yeah, and the then Isn't he like a crush- zombie now, too? The mountain? The mountain is, is a zombie, right? He's been, he's been zombie-fied-ish. He's, they've taken the poison out of his body. The process has left him changed. Zombie is zombie Yeah, yeah. zombie The hound, people believe the hound has also survived, been nursed back to health. Yeah, I heard he's coming back. And essentially... They're going to fix his face? N- no, no. The hound and the mountain are destined for a beatdown. The hound is going to find a religion, they say, and he's going to come to the aid of the sparrows. Okay. And so the sparrows and the hound are going to join forces against the mountain and the Lannisters. Okay. That's what they say is going to happen this season. That would be epic. Awesome. I would love to see a mountain versus hound fight. I'm looking forward to it. You could have tasted that in season one. I rewatched that, and in the first episode, you get a taste of it. They're brothers, right? They're brothers. Uh And so they actually do get into fight about that um, and you, it's like it's like 10 seconds and the king stops it because these two guys are just I'm the mountain you're the hound is that what we're going for sort of and when they fight it's scary it's scary because they're forces of nature he agreed on the mountain that's yeah, fine you can be the zombie big okay man. that guy is huge huge have you seen photos of him when just a few years younger no uh, they show this photo and it's like a bodybuilding kind of inspirational thing yeah. it's a photo of him at 22 and essentially he's like 110 pounds lighter so he's okay. tall but not as but massive. nowhere near fit, like, you know I heard he does out. like stuff Overseas, who he's is world's strongest man. He's yeah. actually the world's is he strongest Ice- man. He's from right Iceland, now. right? Yes, he's Icelandic, but, and his name is Thor. Yeah, I've heard that oh, he does. This guy is the coolest guy he, ever. Yeah, he like, does like kids' parties where he'll dress up like the Hulk. And really, the Hulk shows up to the party. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. gotta be expensive. Let's get him on the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, be. So have you seen? Have there's a Thor. product that he actually advertises. It's a giant five gallon water jug in the shape of a weight. That sounds great. And the whole commercial is Icelandic. It's not called a shake weight. It's a, it's a. It's actually just a. It's a giant hand weight that's, that's filled with water, so it's incredibly heavy. That's awesome. And he walks around drinking it. Boom. <laughs> and the whole commercial is just him like drink just heavy weight, water, like water. And, yeah. And it's like it's it's a funny. Even though never drink that amount of water, you will die. <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, you know, you're supposed gallons, to drink five no, you're gallons supposed to drink. of water will kill you. You could be mountain size though. You're supposed to drink half your body weight in ounces. That's that of water. I, that might be true. That I feel might like be true. I, I feel like I'd die. I drink half you, my body weight in coke. That, yeah. you, how are you not? He's dead? gonna lose both his legs. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna be like Professor X. No, you'd be like um, what's that guy from the world's finest? You're gonna be like the chef, the doctor. No, I don't want to be the world's finest. The, yeah, the doctor, the Suicide Squad guy. Yeah, no, the, the uh, from um, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah I don't want the wanna, chief. The chief. Oh. You're gonna be the chief. I don't want to be the nice chief. little blanket over your legs. Hey the beard and the hair. Hey guys. Uh, oh, you should totally do that. Cosplay as the chef. Oh, you the should. Chef. The chef. <laughs> the chef. Are we talking about like um, 
<laughs> John Favreau's the chef. Do, do that oh, too. I do want to see that movie just because Sofia Vergara. How <laughs> awesome is John Favreau? Like you see that guy back in the day in um, like Swingers and uh, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and like oh, this guy. Huh? Then he does Iron Man, goes crazy, and he and you know you know how he got these Marvel movies. You know how he got the Iron Man gig. You know what movie directly landed him the role? Uh, which yeah, Zathura. That was pretty good. I like He's that literally John Favreau has made like three movies as a director, and then they go, "Hey, do you want to do Iron Man? Come gotcha. on!" And then it's actually Joss Whedon's the same way. He'd done one other feature film and then several television projects. Buffy. Buffy and Angel and and Firefly, Firefly and um, Dollhouse. What's the movie of it? The Firefly And then uh, Serenity. Serenity, there it is. And so Serenity gets in the Avengers Nathan game. Fillion. Right, right. Isn't that kind of crazy? Like, just crazy. Marvel kind of scouts these guys out and builds them up, sort of. Did he do the movie Waterworld? Uh, no, but if he did, it would have been cooler. I still love Waterworld. I don't know I why. do, too. And, you know, this week, it flooded so much here in Houston. This I is true. felt like I was in the movie this Waterworld. This is true. Did you want to just yell, Dry Land Dry is not a man. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it would be so awesome, man. I have seen it. <laughs> so, um, obviously, the flood affected you. The, the flood affected hey, tons of everybody, people. Everybody, everybody. I went stir crazy because I was I was trapped. I couldn't go to work. Yeah, I, I was in town and I was in the woodlands. The journey is treacherous. The journey was treacherous. Arduous. Yeah, I was at home, but I got a week off from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> still didn't learn anything we've talked about today. No, no, yeah. Because no, no, I didn't have homework. No one was like, "Hey, Deco, so in my time the off, entirety of Game of Thrones." So you to blame us. In my time off, I replayed the entire story mode on uh, Injustice: Gods Among Us. Okay, all right. Such a great storyline on that video. Dude. It was. It really was. It was a good story to a game. It's such a good storyline. That's, for... that's impressive considering it's a, it's a fighting game. Yeah, and right. I was, they should have made this like a you would have watched Theft Auto type a, game, a cartoon. Game. You would have watched it. I would have watched the cartoon. That would have been cool. That would have been Superman cool. goes just nuts in that well, game. Well, if if the Joker kills Lois Lane, that's the kind of world we had to look forward to. He burned Shazam's, you know, just laser Melt eyes his, right through his, his brain. brain. Yeah. 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 He kills Lex Luthor by, like, squeezing his neck. <laughs> I mean, that oh, my was... God. Yeah, Superman does not play around. I also, well, I mean, and I it guess, all, that's a very good point that he's, he's done so well of not killing anyone, and then, like, when he actually does, it's like, I forgot how strong you were. Oh, right. man. And what starts it is literally the Joker, you know, teasing him and laughing and talking about how he, he broke his heart, and so Superman just reaches in and pulls the Joker's heart out. <laughs> Take that. Right. Let's talk about broken hearts now, clown. <laughs> I also caught up on the show Lucifer on you, Fox. You like this I show. I like this show, man. It's one, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, like, police dramas. It's kind of like what the show is. Now, comic nerd alert, Lucifer is based on a DC Vertigo title called Lucifer. Okay. Also, comic nerd alert, Preacher is coming to uh, AMC. AMC. I think it debuts next week. And that is also a comic book. And Seth Rogen's doing that one. Uh, Seth Rogen's producing. Yeah, he's producing. I think producing. he helped write part of it as well. You know, he's such a talented guy. He is a very talented mm-hmm. guy. Speaking of Seth Rogen, I read this story uh, this week with Catherine Heigl, and apparently after the movie knocked up, they did together, they do not talk anymore. Like mm-hmm. She made some like statements about the movie, and he took it kind of to heart, and they're just not friends anymore. Well, no, uh, she actually, she kind of lost a lot of favor in Hollywood because when she was on the press tour for that movie, a lot of the comments she made were essentially that she plays two-dimensional women in movies. Right. She was kind of like, you know, I'm still waiting to get that really great, juicy role that represents women. And the, the flip side of that was sort of a lot of the press were like, why do you keep taking these roles then? Exactly. So she said she shows up to this restaurant in, in L.A., and there's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg hanging out, and she walks up, like, hey, what's up, guys? And they just kind of look at her, oh, it's that serious, and just kind of walks off, like, they are not friends. Man, you know, Catherine Heigl. She's so fine, though. Yeah, yeah, she she looks like she's a lazy eye, too. Does she? Yeah, I don't know why. 
Does she have eyes? Maybe. <laughs> oh, there we go again. I, just, I, I hadn't noticed my creepy eyes. You know, just behind you know, Johnny Manziel, those eight arms. <laughs> eight arm Johnny Manziel and lazy eye Catherine Heigl. They should make a baby. That's that's the perfect start to a joke right there. Is that, is a, that is a punchline right there. Right? What do you get when you cross eight arm Johnny Manziel and lazy, lazy eye, eye Catherine Heigl? You get a lazy eye octopus. <laughs> a lazy Oedipus. A lazy Oedipus. Lazy Oedipus. I don't like this. You <laughs> wouldn't like this. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad. So, the flood kind of affected everybody. If you have a second, uh, go online, donate some money, donate some time, find a charity, help out a little bit, help your fellow neighbors. If there's some drawing to be done this weekend. Just we'll do a shameless plug. If you're on Facebook, there's a group. It's called Spring Happenings. Uh, spring is a big area that got hit. Yes. Uh, they can keep you up to date on any kind of information you might need, whether it be helping, donating, anything. Animals. There's animals. all kinds of animals. So in, go like, go check out around. Spring Happenings on there. Someone lost a tiger. That is That was insane. awesome. A condor. Like, so so I saw the post. It was like, con- <laughs> tiger walking around a condor. There's no way. Yes. And my wife immediately goes, pics, no proof. I'm like, okay. There you yeah. go. Check it out. It's a two-year-old female tiger. Uh, it has a collar and a chain. <laughs> so it was owned by somebody. I read some facts. They did, like, in 2008, that there were more tigers in the state of Texas than in the rest of Captain. Yeah, no, in the, <laughs> in the, in the wild. In the wild. In the wild. There are, that is impressive. Right? Who Texas tigers? Remember the Alamo? Woo! So Texas is one of the few states that loves its deregulation in almost all regards, including wildlife owning. So whereas most states are like, you can't own penguins, you can't own tigers, don't buy elephants. Texas is like, hey, if you do, notify your local animal control. And you'll be case. good to go. Like they don't, they don't really care. I want just, just call, just call, just call the. <laughs> did you forget what you were going to say? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> just, just every call. single show, <laughs> we say something that throws um, Uncle Nico Rico <laughs> off for a loop. He just he starts something and never finishes. He takes it. his Green Lantern ring off and just completely forgets what he's going to say. So uh, behind twenty nine twenty in Spring, there's this little animal preserve where this woman keeps several exotic animals. I have a friend. Graduated college with a zoological degree. Exotic animals. And, and this is where she started out. We're talking like hyenas, which it turns out are like eight foot tall, angry dogs with powerful jaws. Yeah. Yeah, they just break bones and then eat marrow all the time. That's what that, that's like their favorite pastime. Right. Uh, and they say don't even put your hands inside the cage because they, they laugh a lot. take your hand. Uh, so she worked with those and fed them. Awesome. Also, there were several monkeys and then also some uh, some predator cats. All right. This is, this is already starting about Right. Years. All of this was within literally the same street as homes. Because Texas is totally deregulated. I love states. Texas. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> so occasionally the animals escape and they just kind of wander the neighborhood and they have to round them up before people get hurt. So speaking of escaping, let's yeah. get out and take a break. Let's escape out. Nice. See what you did there. Nice. Let's talk nerdy. Yeah, you see, you're learning. I'm Turn learning. to a radio DJ. I am the captain. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. I should have complimented you. <laughs> All right, take us out with your uh, what if, podcast What if voice. one episode that every time you said that, I just blurred it out? Like, nothing. Like, like there was you, no, no one, one ever heard him say the captain. We would probably fire you. You can't fire me. This sure show doesn't can. exist without me. Sure. That's true. We need him. I mean, didn't you edit at show one? Oh, I did edit show one, and it was terrible, and I'm never going to do it again. I'll edit it. The captain. <laughs> no. Don't bleed no. me out. <laughs> All right, take us out of this All right, segment. let's get take out us of the break. Go into, your, yeah, go into your podcast voice and take us out. All right. Just want to thank you guys for listening. We're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. Talking nerdy. Houston, Texas. Listen up, please. A few weeks back, Paul Daigle was badly injured in a car accident. No alcohol was involved in what was essentially a freak accident. Medical bills are piling up, and the Spring Woodlands community is pulling together to help. Exit 73 has graciously agreed to host a fundraising benefit on May 1st from 2 to 8 p.m., where we will be serving barbecue plates and holding raffles and auctions 
to help raise money for the Daigle family. There's still time to donate items and or services, so get in touch with Exit 73 or Matthew Radliff or Stephanie Michelle or Nelson Fuertes II via Facebook with any questions or donations. And we're back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks, where there's still time to buy an ad for the month of May and get your ad heard to help grow your business and the group you really want to reach, the pop culture-loving nerds. So reach out to us today on Facebook or on Twitter, Joey Savage or Corey DLG. All right, guys, welcome back. Joey Savage, hit us with that podcast voice, Corey DLG. I wasn't ready. I panicked. I wasn't ready. That's no, that's cool. Right, right. Now, podcast one. voice, now. All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Roll on my left, Joey Savage. Let's talk nerdy. Straight across from me, the world's loneliest astronaut, Nico. Man, that's the last man on Earth. Will Forte style? No, no, he's just the last guy in space. Last guy in just space, floating around. Guys, they didn't get they didn't enough fuel for me to get back. I up, cannot but. get enough of the podcast voice. <laughs> I've been like listening to every segment. You have no four idea how many times, times I listen to it every single time I edit. Right, it's, but you sound upset about it. He's happy about I it. I love it. No, it's so great. But it, <laughs> just just this episode has been such a struggle. We have we started over like sixty million times. Sixty million is a little bit of exaggeration. I'm gonna say like fifty nine million. Okay, I was gonna say four, but I guess fifty nine million. Yeah. No, no. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> So, you're undershooting us there. It was like 12. Yeah, why not? So this weekend is... This is the nerd segment. This is the nerd the segment. The nerd segment. If you are not a nerd and you're listening to this segment, you're probably wondering what we're talking about. This is when you would want to go grab that cup of coffee, um, right? Bailey's. But please don't leave. Soda. Actually, like, don't leave. Come back. Yeah, come this back. This is the nerd time. Hey, right. all you fellow clicksters. Podcast voice. All right. We're going to talk a little hero clicks here. It's the pre-release event, Uncanny X-Men. Bum, 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 bum. All right, so break it down tonight. Uh, the three of us, Nerd Thug Radio, represented Eight Dimension Comics, their pre-release. Right. They had their pre-release event. Also this weekend, there's going to be one at Space Cadets and also at Swords of Superheroes. I'm hoping to make the world tour. I'm not world touring. Uh, I'm hoping I'm to make the world tour. Bring me along. I don't know why you didn't invite me on these. I capped out. Um... That's a fair point. So let's talk. <laughs> I'm not a good brother. So we all got to buy, we all get to pick up two boosters. Uh, boosters come five figures to a pack. Sealed. So Sealed. you don't know what you're you getting. Know what you get. So you guys pull anything interesting? I got a super rare Iceman. Which you had been talking about, you were excited you know about. What? Everyone was like, that sculpt is so sick. I don't like it. Really? Uh, it's it looks so like cool. a like, carved ice cube. That's kind of the point. Uh, yeah, Iceman. he is Iceman. I, you know, it's the easiest sculpt. There's no paint to it. They literally just took a transparent block I mean, and carved a little bit. No paint. They made it into a man, oh, though. Man, that's horrible. An Ice Man. man. I'm the. Like, it's, it's a really cool sculpt, and if anything, everybody loves Iceman, it's, it's, this it's, guy doesn't like. It's Iceman. actually trade bait, guys. I I really do love it, though. It's really cool. Do you love it enough to marry it? No. Oh, good, because Captain Britain would have been pissed. Why is he trying to lock him up with Captain Britain? He already said the. Episode two that he would marry Captain Britain. Okay, all right. Okay. This guy doesn't listen to the podcast after we record. Apparently, uh, I listen to the live show, and as I listen, I get on the Facebook and I do stuff, and then sometimes I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how, Corey, so, how, how dedicated is he? <laughs> so I'm just going to be quite frank. Okay, okay. Can you be the Joey Savage? I'm going to be Joey Savage, not okay. Frank. Frank the I'm Joey be Savage, quite Joey Savage, the captain here. Okay, I let that you guys. Such a long uh, title, so I'm going to let it slide. I let you guys pick out my boosters because uh, predominantly I pull crap, uh, and it didn't. It legend, didn't... legendary uh, game. There was after we were playing a game with our friend Donald. He had a whole. He had won a whole brick off of Donald. There's your shout out this week, Donald Williams. We love Donald. He's number the best. one fan. Uh, he, he had a whole. He had a whole brick of Age of Ultron. It was an event event set. Joey picks two boosters. 
Just one. No, no, yeah, just one. My bad. Because he uh, he brought Donald. Don't Levy. oversell me. <laughs> so he, he picks he picks a booster, and I said, Nah, Jai, that's not the one you want. Go one left, and he's like, Nah, I'm just gonna get this one. Uh, Donald opens the one to the left. Like I said, and boom, right there. It was the chase figure, uh, one to a brick figure. Yeah. <laughs> and it so was... And in, just, in, this, in his set was nothing. It was an empty box. I literally pull... Factory mistake. I literally pull crap. It was you really nothing do. good. And, it, and it's not your fault either because this time I picked your two boxes. Yeah, you were not just, there yet. I picked. I'm cursed. I have great luck trading. And, and the salesman really do. You the really salesman do. In you in get some great trades. So I pulled... Two rare boosters. I got the rare Storm and the rare Iceman. I wasn't too thrilled about it. Didn't get anything else really cool with it. You got so, Blockbuster. So I was already yeah. So I was already like down in the dumps, and so I didn't do too well. You uh, could have ran like an eight man team, like the player that I put against. Um, Nico also didn't do well, but Corey here, uh, your second your place. squad, second you finished place. second for the night out of about twelve of us playing. That's because I'm a master strategist. Pretty, pretty impressive. Um, Corey's strong point is sealed. If you get him any other system, he's done. <laughs> so tell us what what did you pull that was what what did you play? So uh, the team I played was was kind of it was two separate teams kind of combined. Uh, Rogue legendary team up. Whoop whoop. Rogue is 150 points and she has steel energy and she has the ability to also take a power off of the combat dial of an opponent that she hit successfully hits. Very comic accurate. Right. So what's kind of interesting there is she's 150 points. So then the other 150 points remaining, I broke down into three other characters and kind of used them as a group together. And then Rogue kind of operated on her own. Because Rogue already, she hits for a high number. Her attack's a pretty good number throughout the dial. And then if you get low enough in her... She goes nuts, right? She goes nuts. Does her that rest, fly? Uh, what's that? Does yes, that it, fly? Does. it does. Cool. So cool. that that Rogue... Is she a rare or a super rare? I, th- I think it's a super rare. Super rare. sculpted. Three? Yes, yes. So that rogue, you know, I would have liked the Savage Land sculpt. Is that in there? No, no, but, um, the, the bikini one. All right, so go ahead. Yes, yeah, that's fair. I, and I digress. Um, so that that rogue actually though, those last three clicks, it's poison, invincible, charge, and it's an eleven attack, nineteen defense with a five damage. It's pretty nuts, uh, and it's a stop click. It's pretty nuts. So no wonder you got second place, right? That piece alone. So then the other three work together to whittle down other stuff. I saw you had like a Kitty Pride. Yeah, in there. Kitty Pride with uh, New X Men Beast with thirty point Scrambler. That's Scrambler right. is awesome because for thirty points you, you will scramble your eggs. Right, you get them next to somebody and it makes them an omelet and also cancels their entire dial. Yeah, so that worked out pretty well for you. Right, so thirty point figure that can just. Take away all the power. Now, granted, he's got a movement of six. He's got an, uh, an attack of nine. Yeah, but I mean... He's, he's got a damage of one. He's but if you can carry him in there... Exactly. You carry points. him in with Rogue. You carry him close with Rogue. And then he walks himself up. And then you scramble him. Can- cancels all the powers. Then Rogue follows up and hits for seven clicks. Carrying an ultra heavy. So that's, that's, that's pretty intense. pretty heavy damage. Did you bring what? Did you bring objects tonight? Oh, so here's here's how awesome the three of us are. We talk... We're very nerdy. Uh, the name of our show is Nerd. I think, we, I think we decided last night, hey, let's go play tomorrow. Right. We, we kind of, we changed our plans for this weekend to play at 8th Dimension tonight. And not a one of us brought dice or tokens or objects. We literally showed up with what God gave us and barely clothes. And we, uh... I wore pants. We, we may do. Joey bought three sets of dice for $1.50 total. Holla. 
And then using the pennies in his pocket, we all had tokens. <laughs> you borrowed objects. No, I borrowed objects from the, from the guys you guy, beat. From the first guy I played, who I, I, I did, in fact, beat him very soundly. He had a pretty solid team. He I did. Like I team. played him as well. He beat me. That team was pretty good. The problem is, he. But the first time I played him, he didn't see Scrambler coming. For 30 points, you don't think it's much of an object. It's only four clicks. But Scrambler walked up and basically countered his best piece, which I then was able to kill because I had no defensive powers. Right. So the second time we played, he then vastly overvalued Scrambler's role in my offense. Targeted him, leaving everybody exposed to the other three guys on my squad. That actually could do damage. Right. So he focused on the 30-point piece, killed that, and then got rolled. Well, that, that's kind of the, that's also kind of the thing. It's like you, you, when you play against a team, you don't realize how important some pieces are, and then when you rematch them, you kind of misjudge how important those other pieces are. Exactly, and it's, I knew I knew playing him the second time, he wouldn't make the same mistake, which was he basically left himself open to scrambler, not realizing that scrambler was going to cancel the entire dial. So that first time through, he he walks juggernaut up, scrambler walks up, outwits the whole dial. And suddenly Juggernaut is vulnerable to seven clicks of damage. Just knocks his helmet off and he's like, oh my god, what do I do now? There you go. And Juggernaut's out. Out. So, so you finished 3-0. and I finished 3-0. Uh, second place. Second awesome. place. Way to represent for Nerdbug Radar. Everyone give mm-hmm. a round of applause. Uh, I did get last place, guys. I'm probably the best one of uh, all three of us. So Nico got last place. Awesome. Good man. Thank you. Thank what uh, squad did you play? I played the Super Iceman. I played Storm at 50 points, the common uh, okay. common Storm. I played... God, what else did I play? I didn't even you lose your train of thought again? I, no, not that I lost it. I just don't <laughs> even remember what I played. Did it really. ever board at the station? <laughs> Radio I joke. I don't even get the joke anymore. I'm done. <sighs> All right. So you, <laughs> so, you, so you finished 0-3. I finished 0-3. Did you have fun? I did have fun. It was really good. I haven't played in a really long time. This is the first time I played since the Super Qualifier, the RSC Super Qualifier. Or I got State. No, it was a Super Qualifier. It was State, a four- State was after that, right? Yeah. You yeah, played State. State, right? No, I played State. Yes, you did. You were State hasn't happened. State hasn't no, happened. I'm talking about the um, State. state. The, the WizKids State Open. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I did all right in there. Yeah, I have the best memory. You do. You, you do. do. So, so it's been a while, though. It's been a long time. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, before I'm going to get into my one and two team that didn't get last place, Thank you. Um, this is like the second time I've played 8th Dimension. They were a really nice game. Really fun group of guys. And the new store is very nice. The new store very is very nice. nice. Lots of space for Lots gaming. Lots of space, uh, but just a good quality group of guys. Like, nobody was um, over... Uh, well, it's, it's always it? kind of been like that, because 8th Dimension was the first... 8th uh, Dimension was the first place I played at, and it was very, very welcoming, because going there, like, the first time... Right. Uh, it was very nice. I was... Oh, jeez, that was... That was Six years ago already. I got I got roughed up That's pretty good when I went to Fat Ogre. That was my very first event. It was Fear itself. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we we play yeah. around a bunch of places in town, and we know most of the uh, Uclix players out there. And I'm not going to say that I have yet to sit down across from a guy who was just a complete dick. Everyone's pretty nice. Mm, I, I've had that experience once at an ROC. I have not. I, okay, I don't think that guy was from Houston, though. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. But everyone seems pretty nice. But you just know a lot of times when you go into a certain venue, it's like, oh, man, like this is going to be tough. I don't know if I'm going to have fun. Right. I've really got to like play a tough game. And you almost lose the excitement of being a nerd and playing a game with superheroes. Right. But this place... You know, it wasn't like that. And, no, it and actually, there was, there was really there was one top quality Houston player there, right? And uh, so it was a fun, it was a fun loose game. It was a fun loose game. As a matter of fact, in my first round of the guy I was playing, once he realized that he kind of messed up and lost his top two pieces, he he wanted to concede, and I told him, "Hey, man, let's just play it out." 
You're going to pick up some points, and it's going to be yeah. fun. we got nothing better to do for the next 20 minutes. Let's finish the round. And so he did. He, you know, we kept on playing, and he, he actually, he, like I said, he picked up a lot of points that if you concede, you don't pick up. Exactly. So I pulled some stuff that wasn't, you know, just doesn't play to my style, I guess. Uh, I pulled nobody with Perplex. I pulled nobody with an Outwit. So or Prob. You need or all, Prob. You need all that. I need all of that. I need all the help I can get. Um, so I did, like I said, I pulled the, the Rare Storm and the Rare Iceman, the all-new X-Men version. Um, both range attackers. Uh, so I, I rolled rolled with both of them. And then, um, who else did I roll with? What's the guy oh, you just said? I just, I just remember Sledgehammer? Uh, Hammerhead? Blockbuster. Blockbuster. I rolled Blockbuster. <laughs> Um, Blockbuster video, rest in peace. Yeah, Blockbuster video. <laughs> oh, and, wow. uh, Caliban. And so, with my opening match, I played the guy who eventually won the whole thing. I played him pretty close. We got down to, uh, I took out two of his figures, and we went down to one-on-one. I tried to run away from him, and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> and so, he, he ended up winning that one. And the second guy I played, I played the guy that you, you run up against. And uh, he beat me, and then I, I won the last match pretty pretty handily. I, you know what I, I want to do something right here? I just I was thinking about this while you were sure, talking. Come on, do right something here. fun. Our styles of play, how they compare. I'm going to compare them to 90s Attitude Era wrestlers. 90s Attitude wrestlers. Why would so, you ever do this? I know nothing. <laughs> I know, I know, but stay with us here. All right, so let me so give me your thoughts, and okay. then we'll, I'll switch you, you play very much like Triple H. Dude, I was just going to say. Because that. you're very cerebral. Cerebral assassin. Perplexes. My moves, outwits. Use my, my, my your, crew. Your probs. Yep. You take full advantage of those. You look for those. You look for those angles. You look for the advantages in your favor, and then you play to them. Exactly. Very Triple H. I am Stone Cold Steve Austin. You just go to town. I just go to town. You don't care what the other guy's got. No. I, I examine the team, but then I know what I have to do to win. And I do it. I go, I get right in there. Not that you just, Stone Cold has one, one mode. Right. Ass kicking. Right. He's going head down. He's going straight in there. I'm going, he's, I go. He, he knows, he knows what he can do. He goes big. He goes. Or he goes home. You do the same thing. That's you exactly build the team. Right. I just realized. Every team I built is super gimmicky. Right. Yeah, you're a gimmicky. Right, you're gimmicky. So he wouldn't even be an attitude error. He'd be like an early 90s no, no. Uh, wrestler who you know just who changed he is. mankind. I was going to say mankind, but then I was also going to say Kane. Nah, because Remember Kane, how Kane... Was in the beginning he was Undertaker's younger brother, so everyone was scared of him. But he always had to lose the matches so Undertaker could win the matches. That's not how it goes between the two of you. No, he typically beats <laughs> me in tournaments. As a matter of fact, people always they, they talk about your builds and stuff, but you don't have the win streak to be Undertaker, so you've got to be Kane. This is true. Well, I, I'm going to say Mick Foley. Like you yeah. don't know if you're getting Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, or Mankind. That's true. That's true. It's one of those four. It's games. one of those four. But it's, yeah, no, yeah, I wouldn't say that. You're Stone Cold. You you have your team. My team is Smash Mouth. I go. And to where, you know, when I build teams, I build teams kind of on what I'm going to be facing and my game plan. I like to give myself options to change my game plan. See, every time I've tried to do that and be cerebral, it's always backfired. I never play any of those pieces. Yeah. Like, every time I build a team, I'm like, man, when I play those Nick Furies, I'm set. And I draw no Nick Furies. (laughs) That's why, you know, if you listen to podcasts too, I I like Bizarro so much because his his game change, you know, he's versatile. He's like. His game is changing all the time, so I can do. This is why things. I don't. I really have a favorite piece because I love using all kinds of crazy combinations. You like doing those gimmicks, like uh, the Metropolis team, uh, the reporter team. You were telling me today it was Metropolis and reporter. It was yeah, double like themed. You go themed, yeah. Uh, it was double themed. My my Ant Man team, literally just the whole Ant Man gimmick was like my what? entire. There was team. a whole sideboard, but that team without a resource, uh, ROC Got top sixteen. That was uh, states. Right? States. That was states last year. You know, this is going to be the second year in a row. I'm not going to play at states. Well, you're not going to be the champion if you don't play. Exactly. <laughs> Two years in a row, I'm going to miss out on the states. That's rough. That's so nice. now that we've seen the list of pieces that are out, and we've seen the pieces. Any X Men characters you kind of wish 
were in this set so that they kind of missed. I I, I really want to see uh, Kid Apocalypse. What's his name? He's not here. Yeah, Kid uh, Kid Omega. Kid o- no. They put they put Pixie in. So I, I was like, oh man, they're gonna put some new X Men in. Yeah, they didn't do any of them. Not Anoli really, or really... Dust or any of them. When they announced this set, I was super excited. You really I mean? I would say. One of the things that we have most in common is our love for X-Men and, yes. and comics. Yes. So we go different directions on a lot of comics. Different eras. Uh, but when it boils down to it, we, we love do love our X-Men. X-Men. Yes, so do. when I heard they're releasing a new X-Men set, I was just like, oh, this is awesome, you know? A lot of figures that they, they haven't done. Uh, a lot of older figures from the GSX that weren't in the Wolverine and the X-Men, the last set. So it's time to bring them back. And so I was like, oh, we're going to bring someone back. And Where's then, our new armor? We need new armor. Yeah. We do need a new armor. And there was gonna I finally be, got the old one. <laughs> and I feel like there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of newer X-Men characters and a lot of cool X-Men stories that have gone on recently. And I'm thinking, man, I really hope they go that direction. And they did it. They went to Age of Apocalypse. Uh, I, although I'm so yeah, thrilled. You know, I'm so thrilled to get those Age of so Apocalypse cool. pieces. See, you're, you were big. We talked about this tonight with uh, one of our new friends we met. You... And X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, that's your X-Men. Oh, God, I am X-Men. the cable bishop, time-traveling, you know. Right, you love that that early 90s. 90s. Right. Which was Wolverine and the X-Men set. Right. So this set, <clears throat> it's just, I don't know what they were doing. They they do the all-new X-Men. So you guys read comics. Uh, the original five. The original five. Uh, you got Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast, Iceman, and Angel. Uh, the Beast from the present brings those from the past into the, the present. Hoping to inspire change in Cyclops. Right. And so they start hanging out together. And so this new set, they have these five figures, along with X-23, who is a newer uh, version of her. The new keyword. Yeah. But, yeah, all new X-Men keyword. But they didn't include any of the other all new X-Men characters, like uh, the the one who can control time, and the one who can hijack. Yeah, all this cool stuff. Well, to be fair, those guys' guys' powers are absolutely ridiculous. Gold balls. (laughs) Oh, I love that guy. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so they did a lot of... They, they That's mixed, a real character, for the record. Yeah, they mixed a lot of new and old characters. I mean, you've got a newer version of um, Scarlet Witch and uh, the Sabretooth. He's got the... Uh, they've both got these Avengers uh, they traits. The Sabretooth with Wildchild. Yeah, that's and then the Quicksilver and Rover Uncanny Avenger yeah. X-Men. That's From a cool Logan. thing. Yeah. And they did a lot of just older stuff. And then what are we talking about? That one guy who's a purifier. They just threw him in there. Like, Cameron Hobbs. He doesn't sort of have a weird appearance. He doesn't have anything to do. There's no other purifiers in this set. No. This guy. And this well, guy. you know, that's kind of that's kind of a hint. Maybe they may do more in the next set. Well, the next set's going to be uh, Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man or Amazing no, that's Spider-Man. That's kind of, okay. Whatever. Never mind. Yeah. We're not going to do purifiers Maybe they're going to do, do an OP event with purifiers it. in it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, but so... I would like to see more Age of Apocalypse. Also, they did the Marauders, and they also did like Lady Mastermind and put yeah. her with the Marauders keyword. So they forgot one key Marauder, the Omega, the Prime Sentinel, uh, yeah. Karima. Karima. She was in the uh, GSX set. Right. And, and then in this one, she one. gets possessed by Malice and joins the Marauders. And they didn't put that in there. No, they didn't. Hopefully, maybe that's going to be the LE. So, I mean, it maybe. was kind of cool. No, the LE is Professor X. One of them is, at least. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. They put it up on the Realms, HC Realms. Check it out. They've got most of the uh, figures up on the board now. But not all of them. Yeah, not all of them. But they, they did, they did the some Chase, staples. You know, they did the staples, Cyclops. Chase, Chase Age of Apocalypse is really cool. I saw that Sunfire. Gorgeous sculpt. Gorgeous sculpt. So I do want to change my opinion on something. When you and I first started talking about the set, I didn't like all the cheap X-Men. Now you do. The 50 points. Now that I, I played against a guy, so it's a 300-point build, and he ran like a six-guy team using some of the 50-point X-Men and then a Morlock and then a uh, you know Pixie. They've done a lot of co- Team abilities on this one. Pixie is X Men team ability, Mystic's team ability. Super yeah. uh, uh, Super Iceman is Defenders X Men, and then Rogue and Quicksilver are both uh, 
Avengers. Avengers and X-Men. I think Scarlet Witch is as well. Yeah, she's got the Avengers and the X-Men. I mean, so they're doing a lot of cool team ability combinations here. Um, I will so say, though... But I think the cheap X-Men are kind of fun because now you can have Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Jean Grey, all on a team together and yeah. still have 100 points. I want to pick up some of those Magneto. Oh, yeah. Both, both it it seemed like everybody but us had Magnetos, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't pull any Magnetos. I didn't either. I didn't uh, pull any like, good the, villains. Oh, the other two figures I had were uh, Angel and Thunderbird. Angel and ah. Thunderbird. Yeah, so, you know, they get a lot of figures in there from the, the Age of Apocalypse era that uh, some side characters probably haven't been made in a while. The Sugar so. Man. So yeah, was, I don't understand how that guy cool. makes it to a chase. It was cool. Um, Overall, I think this is going to be an exciting set. I think it's a good place to be in well, considering so many pieces are retiring so now yeah, we've been playing now that we've been so playing the game for a while we kind of see overpowered figures and from all the figures i've seen there doesn't look like there's too many that are like oh my gosh yeah there's, guy, there's not there's this not is a common like, figure who's just going to be a meta piece like right they, although the, the sunfire chase is a bit ridiculous uh how many points was his, he's he's 80 he's, I think he's 80 or 85 and he's got he's six clicks so he's not that deep but he's got a pulse wave for his last three that everyone he hits he, he heals. Yeah, he heals. He heals off of everyone he hits. And if he hits you, you get a fire token that does penetrating damage. And it, you have to either go into water or clear action tokens to get rid of it. Oh. So it's like... How many clicks of life is he, though? Six. six. So you can one-shot him. Yeah, you, you hit him with a shark with rope. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, later. You miss your attack, and now he's just going to pulse well, wave yeah. for five kinda how, It's kind of how the game goes. You miss your alpha strike. But no, I do think time. I think this is a good set to kind of start a new era in, because I feel like we're kind of entering a new era of they're cheaper up. figures now. The Nick Fury Agent Shield is very uh, cheap. They got rid of a lot of they got rid of a lot of cheap figures that did way too much stuff right. like stuff like Jinx, who was like thirty nine points with a prob. Uh, stuff like Oracle, who was a flyer, a prob, pulse wave, smoke cloud. Whoa. Like, don't talk about my girl Oracle. I know you love her so much, and she got crazy amounts of utility for less than 50 points. Right. So what they're doing now is kind of focusing characters, focusing them. You pay 50 points, you get one or two different kinds of uses out of them, but that's mostly it. And some of them, they've got some uh, stuff that plays off, like there's the 50-point Cyclops, who's got leadership. Like, what is a 50-point leadership going to do? Right. However, if he hits his leadership, now he gets prop. Right. So it kind of yeah. kind of helps. It does definitely, definitely helps. All right, we're going to get out of here on that note. All right, let's we're gonna go, go to a break. To go to the break, but when we go to the break, I want you to take us to the break in that podcast voice. All right, guys, stay with us here. We're going to jump out on a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk villains. <laughs> guys, I need to tell you about my good friend Amy Zerbola. She's a fantastic hairstylist and makeup artist currently working out of Jay Reed's salon and day spa. She's available for weddings and photo shoots and already has years of experience behind the scissors. She's worked countless events previously and comes with an impeccable customer satisfaction record. So when it's time to change up the hairdo or just restyle what you're working with, from highlights to haircuts, Amy Zerbola does everything from A to Z in the cosmetics field. So contact her via Facebook today. And we're back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks, where there's still time to buy an ad for the month of May and get your ad heard to help grow your business and the group you really want to reach, the pop culture-loving nerds. So reach out to us today on Facebook or on Twitter, Joey Savage or Corey DLG. All right, welcome back. We, uh, Corey DLG, Joey Savage. He's talking nerdy. 
the uh, Star Cup himself, Nico, the Rico. Uh, so, Joey, you got something you want to kind of get off your chest here, huh? Yeah, man. I want to talk villains. You want to okay? talk villains? I want to talk villains. I don't think villains get their, their due justice. Okay. Okay. You know, I love villains. We had a conversation earlier about, you know, some comic book villains. Yes, we did. Um, we did. Before we go into what we love about villains, let's wing stop a villain oh, over there. Just let's just him. roast somebody. You said somebody you want to roast that's a I villain. I do. I do. I have somebody I want to roast. Bring here. it, son. I want to roast Sauron. From Lord One of the Rings. ring to rule them all. One ring to rule them all. What the hell does very, that ring even do? I don't know. It turns hobbits invisible. You um, put a ring on, and all of a sudden, I, I, I can realize, find you. I realize, like, the ring race, they look for it, and I think the ring literally controls other ring bearers, but in Lord of the Rings, I don't think we even saw other ring bearers. Right, there's you only watch one. Lord of the Rings, and all you see is this little hobbit put the ring on, and now this big eyeball can find it. Wait, okay, so you're saying that when they had like 30 rings, like he was, he could control the one all ring them. to rule them all. He could control all okay. of them. So then doesn't it seem kind of stupid when the one ring shows up and no one else has any rings that everyone freaked out? Well, then like, why not the just rings, give him the ring? Then all those rings melt into the one ring? No, 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 no. All those rings, all the other rings were destroyed after the war against Sauron. The, the first greed time. of men. I think, yes. But I think it's just, I don't know, I just think it's a powerful artifact. Also, I think it lets Sauron have a physical form. Okay, so without the ring, he can't come back to the sword. Yeah, so what's more powerful? Because at that point he was just an eyeball in the sky. That ring or the Ark of the Covenant? I mean, the Ark of the Covenant killed Nazis, but this ring made Elijah Wood look like a hero. Did it though? Yeah, was he the hero, or was uh, Sam Wise Gamgee really the hero? You know, this is Sam Wise's story, really. Sam Wise, he's the actual guy. He's the hero. Rudy. Rudy. So you put a ring on, you go invisible, some guy can find you. Also, I'd like to mention, Smeagol is actually hundreds of years old. Yeah. And he used to be a hobbit. Right. Was he That's, a hobbit? Not, yeah, not, he, was, he used to be a hobbit. a hobbit. No, he was a hobbit. He's a little, though. Some kind no, of, no, he was a hobbit. Halfling. And then he was Halfling, like, yeah. he was a hobbit at first, and then, like, over the years, like, the I don't ring, think like, we're gonna check, corrupted him. We're yeah, going to check corrupted him and, like, turned him into, like, I think a we're right here. I don't we're think he was do a that. hobbit. I think he was, like, a, We're going to put it up on the Facebook. I think he's, like, in between hobbit human. Right. I don't think he's a hobbit true, though. So he's just a short person? Right. I think he was just a little dude, but the ring did make him a murderer the first time he found it. Yeah, it did. So so this. This powerful ring just makes you go crazy. Right. But my problem was Sauron, not an intimidating villain. No. On the level of, like, Cruella de Vil. Ooh, that's, a, that's, pretty, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I feel... So in the, the Hobbit movies, the Hobbit movies, that lead orc... The prequels. The prequels, the lead orc guy. He's, he's way... That's a better villain than Sauron. Right. Also, I think the guy Viggo Mortensen fights in the first one, where when he stabs him, the guy pushes the sword through himself oh, yeah, to guy. bring Viggo Mortensen close and punch him in the face. That's pretty good. That guy's a better villain than Sauron. Yeah, that guy just... We're roasting this guy. Yeah. We're, Suck it, Sora. I mean, those movies are awesome. awesome. I love, and then, love, and love those movies. movies. Uh, and then the Ring Race are going to show up and kill us now. That's <laughs> all yeah. Listen, all I'm going to tell them the, the truth. The, that dude, was all your idea. The uh, the Knight Riders, right? They were scary. They were scary. And those are the, uh, the original think, Nine Kings, right? Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Right. But they're, those also, they're also all under the control of one guy. Right. So maybe he's an eyeball he But guy. he's sort of like an accountant. Who runs like a scary company? Like everyone else is way scarier than he is, and he's like, guys, guys. He's just the. Can you keep me down? I'm I'm working on our four hundred ones over here, guys, guys. Except guys. he's like, except he's an eyeball, right? Yeah. So he's he like, can't type. He doesn't have hands. He's like lashes or. So he's like he like he like hunting pecks. Yeah, hunting pecks. Okay, so let's talk about real villains. Real villains. Sugar Man. Sugar. Okay, so Sugar Man, I don't understand him. Now, granted, he's from Age of Apocalypse, my favorite storyline. Can I, when, when you when you explain we, when you explain the Sugar Man, I instantly fell in love with him because of how because like, you like sugar, yes, and uh, sugar. Also, the Sugar Man just you had this you had this whole variety of team that Colossus and uh, Kitty Pryde just created, and like the Sugar Man just comes and just ravages all of them, just all of them, all of them. Every just, single one of them doesn't matter because he killed them all. Right. So, so real quick, Age of Apocalypse is my favorite era of X Men. 
because it shows you this twisted version of the world. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. has a dream. This is Malcolm X's world. So it's kind of, it's the, it's Professor X dies, Magneto makes the X-Men, Apocalypse has taken over the world, Generation X turns into Generation Next, and Colossus is a post-traumatic stress suffering guy, and now he's teaching students instead of fighting the war, and then his students are murdered by the Sugar Man on their first mission. And the Sugar Man what is a essentially teacher. this four-armed, belly-face guy who eats people. And that's all he does is he runs around and eats people Turns and he has guns. Sugar. And uh, he basically eats the whole team. <laughs> now, so, but those aren't your favorite comic type villains. No, 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 no. So who are your favorite villains in the comic universe? Okay. Um, Graviton. Graviton. So, um, <laughs> no, never. So actually, my favorite, oh man, my favorite villains, one is Holocaust. Uh, the greatest name of all time. So from Age of Apocalypse, again. He is a son of Apocalypse. He is damaged by the Scarlet by Magneto after the Scarlet after he murders the Scarlet Witch. He murders the Scarlet Witch. Magneto punishes him by essentially destroying his body. Apocalypse builds him his containment suit. Now he's just this walking tank, and he fights people, and he's brutal, and literally leads just the genocide across America. He's an awful villain, but he's so cool looking, and he's so brutal. You can't help but be. Just a little scared of him. Also, Sabretooth in the Weapon X series. Weapon yeah, X at I one like, point. I like the Brotherhood, not just Sabretooth, but the Brotherhood of Mutant X Men, like Sabretooth, the Blob. And oh, that old school classic nineties with Mystique and, and Sauron. Yeah, man, I, I like those. I like those villains. Sabretooth, yeah. I think if you guys have heard any of these podcasts, we love us some Sabretooth. We do love us some Sabretooth. Yeah. You think it's kind of like unfair though? Shout out to the Wild Child. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of unfair, though, that we all love these villains, and they just always come up short. Well, for a long time, the cool thing about Sabretooth was Wolverine kept getting beat by him. Yeah, that's the, the reason we like him. In the early comics in the 80s, when Sabretooth kept showing up, the hint was that Wolverine may be Sabretooth's kid, or vice versa. There was a father-son relationship there at play. And then Sabretooth perpetually was defeating Wolverine. Um, and then that kind of shifted here. It, like, mid-90s, there was kind of this moment where everyone was like, Wolverine can never lose a fight again. Baddest man on the planet. Right. And so all of a sudden, that's been the He's Mike Tyson. Start winning every fight. And so now Sabretooth has kind of had this different... They had to find a different use for him if he's not ever going to beat Wolverine again. Right. Um, So he kind of has found a place, though, where he's the scary sort of good guy. Yeah, because he's he's been on a lot of good guy teams. I want to see a movie, though, where the bad guys win in the end. So like Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. But okay. it, something like that, but a little like, but that didn't close the story out. You know? well, as went a, to the Jedi returns, and they they went. Like I just want to see a movie, a standalone movie, where the in the end the villain just wins, and the whole the first nightmare like, on Elm, the first nightmare but, on Elm Street. But then it went to what? The well, next I mean, one. They, they they go on. I just want to end I don't want you to do anything else. Um, pick a villain. You want, you want a standalone movie? Where a standalone the villain, movie where the villain wins at the end of the movie. Everyone's like, I got it. Fallen. Denzel Washington. Is that the one with John Goodman? Yes. Where there's essentially a spirit, a demon, that jumps body to body. Denzel Washington thinks he's got the master plan. He drives out to a snowy cabin, far isolated from anyone, smokes poison cigarettes. To kill it. To kill it. The demon inhabits him, realizes he's dying, panics because there's there's no one close enough for him to jump into. And then a stray cat. He jumps into the cat and walks back to town. See? Great movie. The greatest villain movie. Denzel Washington, dead. Denzel Washington, gone. Gone. Yeah, you know, you always see these villains and... For whatever reason, just um, like us. Every- the Magnificent Seven is being remade right now. Yeah. Um, if it holds true to the legend of the Samurai Seven made by the great filmmaker, um, they'll all die in the movie. Yeah, but you know, Perfect. we all get behind the villains. We know? do. We t- a good villain makes a movie. 
Okay, so the reason Magneto is such a great villain in comic books is because he has an ideology you can agree with. Right. And he's he, protecting his people. And he teeter-totters back and forth. He teeter-totters back and forth, but what he's doing is justifiable. He's not saying... He's not saying kill everyone. He's saying... He's like, saying like, we must protect But you know, mutants. good villains, for instance, the Jessica Jones uh, Netflix show. Purple Man. Purple Man. Halfway through the thing, you're like, I kind of like this guy. Right. You get you behind are, him, and then, you know... You see him start to struggle with... He, he knows... That he can always get what he wants, therefore he's trying to figure out how to earn what right. he wants. You, you Again, it's a villain you could get behind. So Little Birdie told me that you really like Spider-Man villains as well. I love Spider-Man villains, but not for the same reason. Not for the same reason. I love Spider-Man villains because they are fun, gimmicky, colorful, exciting. The they vert- all the, only do one thing. The vulture. The, the rhino. vulture, rhino, shocker, boomerang. Dr. Lizard, Octopus. Dr. Octopus, Vulture. They all only do one Hobgoblin, thing. Demogoblin. And they're great at it. And Spider-Man always somehow edges them out by just being Spider-Man. I know. It's pretty good. It's always fun, though. They're colorful. They're exciting. They're silly. They're, they, they have their own back. squad. They do. The, the Sinister Syndicate and the Sinister Six. But they harken back to a time when comic books were a little bit more fun and just kind of... I'm going to use the word zany. Yeah, no, definitely. And so they're fun. They're fun because they're not that serious, right? They and they try to be serious. They take Speed Demon. He takes himself very seriously, but in reality, he's a guy who runs fast. Yeah, and then the there's like five other heroes who do it better. So yeah, true. Yeah, Quicksilver in the same. I story. really like the, <laughs> the villains in the Star Wars universe. Okay, not like, even, not even, not really? even. Saying, I try to find them one sided. No, 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 not even. Okay, your your standard are going to be like the Emperor, Darth Vader. Well, and, Darth Maul. Uh, I felt like Darth, I had nothing to him, and Kylo Ren. Well, Dar- Darth Maul was he was kind of a he was cool in concept, but he didn't really do a whole lot. No, he didn't. Run. But if you watch the Rebel show, there's a lot of cool villains that come through yeah, the cartoon I think show I, and, and right. through Clone Wars as I think well. They had, they, I think they have more story to expand upon, and a lot of times. A lot of the best, like, Star Wars villains come from a lot of the comic books and, like, all the other expanded universe because they have more time right. to well, flesh out these villains and these characters. Also, you know what's cool about Star Wars universe? The Stormtroopers start out as the good guys. Exactly. You didn't know that. You nope. didn't know that. Not until the new ones. But, yeah, so in the movies, everything is basically focused on the good guys. Right, right. You know, all the backstories and stuff. But when you watch, you know, the the Rebel show, the cartoon, or the Clone Wars. I love the Clone Wars on You get to see I love a lot of cool uh, You get to see cooler villains. villains. What about General Grievous? What about the villains in Young Justice? That's a pretty good one. I like uh, Young Justice. You've the got Light. You feel like they're smarter than you. The Light. Well, the Light is just a group of normal villains. You got Vandal Savage. And right, but they have this Black master Manta plan that takes all and, season, yeah. two whole seasons really. Vandal Savage, Black Manta, um, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, Ra's al Ghul. Well, even even uh, even them, them individually are scary villains. Putting yeah. them into a super team is like right, and they trick an alien race. They do. And they trick Superman and his friends. And then they get outduped by a bunch of kids. Well, they get thwarted by the kids because they didn't realize those pieces were on the board to plan against. That's one thing. You can play a great game of chess, but if someone adds on a couple extra pieces when you're not looking, the game gets hard. That's true. That's very so true. So, have any of you watched the Justice League versus Young Justice movie yet? I have not. Oh, no, I doubt. I want to see I it. I want to see it. So, if you could be a villain. Okay. So, okay, let's do this. Let's right. do this real quick. I just thought of this as we're talking. Okay. I was staring at the beard and thinking podcast voice. I came up with this idea. You get to choose three powers from any villain in the entire nerd world. 
Oh man! What are those powers? Start start saying them as they pop out. Come okay, on, let's go. okay. Magneto. So, Magneto. That's a good one. Okay, that's a good one. So we're gonna have a little bit of Magneto and uh, Nico over here. Um, I'm gonna go. Nico. I'm gonna go Boomerang. Okay. I'm gonna go Speed Demon. Worst villain ever. And I'm gonna go Rhino. Worst villain. So he's just gonna so, be. So, so we got Magneto. Okay, here's a great one. Magneto, Sandman. Okay. All right. And then we're gonna go. I couldn't think of the last one here. Oh, you overrated. Yeah, oh, you your No, I just, I just, I gotta think of the last one that would just be so great. Because I already got like a synergy be being sand so with magnet powers. Great. What about gravity? You oh, I'd just be graviton. And I'd just, I'd just be the ultimate manipulator of everything. I got sand, magnets, and gravity. What, you can't stop me. Not only can I stop you, I'll throw a boomerang at you. He'll, he'll throw a boomerang at And you. while you're laughing at my one trick boomerang, I've one speed demon around you and rhinoed you in the face. <laughs> and rhinoed you in the face? <laughs> what would your costume look like? Um, it would just be a, a combination of all three of those guys. You just be what like you're a wearing right now? No, you, know what, you know what it would be? Here's what I always wanted to see. I always just wanted to see somebody who had the powers and didn't really want to be a superhero or villain play into it at all. So literally, like, he's in the hoodie and, like some like pants and then someone's like let's go rob this bank and he's like I do have superpowers I guess I can do this I guess I'll do this <laughs> but, but your uh, your shirt has to have an ironic boomerang on it yeah it would totally <laughs> have like a it would have a logo but not even mine it's, it's going to be the Green Lantern logo. <laughs> so here goes my three villains. Right. I want to combine them. And they're, none of them are, are superhero Marvel DC type related. Oh. Okay. Well, they're just villains. They're, they're, they're villains, yeah. So you guys know my love for Kylo Ren. Okay. The Force. So uh, I got the Sauron Force. And, uh... So I got the Force. Uh, this is going to this is gonna end our little segment here. And you guys just dwell on this. Is this your home run? This is Walk my home run. So I'm going to be Kylo Ren with a lightsaber action, hissy okay. fit throwing, yeah. uh, with a little bit of uh, Lord Voldemort. Throw it in there. Voldemort. Oh, okay. Yeah, Voldemort. Gonna, how awesome right. is that? Be you don't have a nose though at this point. Who cares? Okay. Controlling snakes. I know magic and all that stuff. All right. And then with the brutality of Negan. Oh, How great would that man. be? But do you have good gambling skills? It would be like my lightsaber would be wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> and I would call, <laughs> I'd call this lightsaber Stella. And every time I held it up, I'd go, Stella! And then it would like shoot magic out of the end. Of it, you know? So I'd like, the wand wars with it? Yeah, I'd have the wand wars with, with Stella. You you definitely combine some things that you did, like as you're saying them, it would be it, it would be one of those uh comedy movies. Like yeah. scary movie eight. Yeah. Like that that's the villain. Scary, scary, scary movie movie. twelve. That's the villain. <laughs> Bald head with the mask and Stella in my right hand. Just flying around on a broom. I've got my legions following me and they've got the snake tattoo. The Death Eaters. Yeah, the Death Eaters are with That's me. That's such a great name for... It really is the Death Eaters. They're like That's Death Eater, uh, the first order of Death Eaters. They've all got like Stormtrooper uh, storm armor. armor on, but they're Death Eater face. What was the name you gave uh, the character in the Godzilla movie who kept not dying? Godzilla. Oh, jeez. What, what was his name? Like, you, you looked over and you said it to me, and I was like, that's the perfect Japanese cartoon right there. It was something like you you were calling him like, uh... Is it Hiro Yui? No, you, you were, uh, it's, the, it's the guy who keeps surviving all the Godzilla encounters. This whole unit gets murdered, and then he pops up out of the mud, and he's like, oh my god! And then, like, he goes with the rangers, and they keep getting eaten. Godzilla! And, like... He's parachuting down with him, and he survives somehow. Oh, I, I call him God Yamato. Yeah, you God Yamato Godzilla. Talking about how he's unkillable, allergic to death. That's what you said. <laughs> allergic to death. He said he was allergic That'd to death. That'd be a great villain name. Yeah, man. Like just like a catchphrase. Yeah, he's allergic to death. Me and Stella, we are allergic to death. To see that, that's exciting. I know it is. So, so that villain would get a lot more props than Sauron, though. Oh, definitely. I wouldn't even need a ring. <laughs> I like to mention how, how great Godzilla was in the that 2014 movie when he just flooded the entirety of Hawaii. Just by passing by. Yeah, just <laughs> Godzilla! <laughs> All right, so DLG, Joey Savage. 
Godzilla Nico. All right. Hit us with that, that uh, podcast voice. All right. That's going to do it right here. We're going to jump out on a break. Uh, it just about wraps up the show. We'll be back here in a minute, though. I'd like to take a minute to thank Gifting for Baby. Gifting for Baby is your home for fun, custom superhero crochet, and embroidered clothes for your baby. All items are made to order from crochet newborn sets to embroidered shirts to unique baby shower gifts. First-time shoppers will get 10% off their first order using the code NERDTHUG at checkout. Currently, Custom Tooth Fairy Pillows are on sale for an even lower $15. So head over to GiftingForBaby.com today. Houston, Texas, listen up, please. A few weeks back, Paul Daigle was badly injured in a car accident. No alcohol was involved in what was essentially a freak accident. Medical bills are piling up, and the Spring Woodlands community is pulling together to help. Exit 73 has graciously agreed to host a fundraising benefit on May 1st from 2 to 8 p.m., where we will be serving barbecue plates and holding raffles and auctions to help raise money for the Daigle family. There's still time to donate items and or services, so get in touch with Exit 73 or Matthew Radliff or Stephanie Michelle or Nelson Fuertes II via Facebook with any questions or donations. Guys, I need to tell you about my good friend Amy Zerbola. She's a fantastic hairstylist and makeup artist currently working out of Jay Reed's salon and day spa. She's available for weddings and photo shoots and already has years of experience behind the scissors. She's worked countless events previously and comes with an impeccable customer satisfaction record. So when it's time to change up the hairdo or just restyle what you're working with, from highlights to haircuts, Amy Zerbola does everything from A to Z in the cosmetics field. So contact her via Facebook today. And we're back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks, where there's still time to buy an ad for the month of May and get your ad heard to help grow your business and the group you really want to reach, the pop culture-loving nerds. So reach out to us today on Facebook or on Twitter, Joey Savage or Corey DLG. All right, it's Corey DeLaGuardia on Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks. Uh, just coming back in here, I overheard something the other day, and I kind of wanted to talk about this for a second. I overheard someone mention how uh, how they're a grown up, um, and I kind of laughed and I kind of just kind of chuckled at the idea because the one surefire way to know something about a person is to always just hear something they say, like like when they declare something. If somebody goes, you know what, I just I'm so tired of the drama, you you immediately know that that's the guy who's always in the drama. That's someone who's always in arguments. Because with someone who's not always in arguments, they don't ever have to deal with it. So they don't ever have to say out loud, I'm so tired of the drama. Um, <laughs> so you know, I heard I heard someone comment, they were basically saying, you know, uh, I'm a grown-up. And you can always separate grown-ups from not grown-ups because grown-ups don't have to declare it. You can just see it from the sad, tired look in their eyes because they're going to work every morning and paying bills and sleeping as much as humanly possible because they don't want to have to get up and go to work and pay their bills. Um, there's nothing fun about being a grown-up. The exciting parts about being a grown-up is like, oh, you get to go out and drink and have fun. But really, those are things you do, you know, while you're still a kid. And then as you get older, you you lose the time and the energy to do those things on a consistent basis. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I went out last night. I don't know that I want to go out again tonight. It sounds like fun, but I've been hungover all day. And I have to work tomorrow. So it turns into these things where it's just not fun anymore because it just sucks the life out of you and you only have X amount of free time and you're like, I don't want to spend it all laying in bed being hungover. Um, so just it's just sort of this thing to, that I always laugh about when I hear people make those weird declarations. 
you know, when they say things like, uh, you know, I'm a grown up or, uh, I hate drama or, you know, I'm tired of going to space. Okay. Well, clearly that person's an astronaut. That, that's somebody who literally goes into space all of the time. Hence why they're tired of it. And so you kind of use that rule and just apply it to everything as you're in your everyday life. If you find somebody, there's always something going on. You can't really place your finger on it. And then they just say something and they're just like, you know what I'm tired of? Perk up. Listen up to that because what they're about to say is, is kind of probably who they really are. They're going to say something crazy. You're going to have to look at them like they're, like they're growing a third eye because they're going to say something like, you know what? I'm just tired of always having to go to the bank to get smaller bills. And that's when you find out that your friend is secretly rich or something. You're like, wait a minute. That's not my problem. My problem is the bank has all my money and then wants more from me for holding my money. Um, so it's kind of, you realize all of a sudden people live in different sets of circumstances than you and you got to kind of, wrap your brain around it. Um, but yeah, I definitely heard someone say yes the other day that they were, you know, pff, I, I take care of my stuff. I'm a grown up. And my thought was, now I know that you're not because that's the first thing that someone who's not grown up declares. It's like someone who raises their kids and goes, I'm a good mom. I raise my kids. Well, thank you for doing the minimum requirement for giving birth. We, we all appreciate that. Um, <laughs> So I just, I heard that and I had to comment on that. I had, I wanted to get that out there and let you guys hear, get some feedback and you guys tell me what you think about that. Um, anyway, hit us up on the Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagrams. We are everywhere. We're the man. All right. And we're back for the final segment here on Nerd Thug Radio, money on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks and the unsigned artists. Um, this is Corey DLG wrapping everything up here. We had a really great show this week. I'm, I'm really just happy that we've been able to do this. It's been such a fun experience for all of us. I want to thank all of our all of our listeners. I want to thank everybody. The Facebook likes have been creeping up. I think we're at 120 now. The podcast has been growing every week. It's been great. I really appreciate all of that. Appreciate all of the internet love that's kind of been creeping in as this sort of grows into whatever it's going to be. You know, uh, we mentioned in the beginning that, you know, Joey Savage and I have been talking about what kind of show this is going to be, and in the beginning, we, we didn't really know, we just wanted to kind of just have fun with it and talk about the things that we like, and that's kind of become, well, it's kind of become exactly what the show is. We're just going to talk about those things that matter to us, which is pop culture. We're we're nerds, and we're not ashamed of it. We We love being nerds. We enjoy the fact that, you know, superheroes, comic books, wrestling... Uh, movies, good music, fun events, things of that nature. We're gonna we're gonna grow this over time. We're gonna do some fun things. Uh, we're hoping to kind of turn Nerd Thug Radio into kind of a big deal. We 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 love this. We're having a blast. So I do want to thank everybody. I especially want to thank Big Yang, giving me the opportunity to do this. So we're gonna we're gonna be here, and because of y'all's support and y'all's love, we're gonna be here another month. I think that's exciting. Um, I'm thrilled to be to continue to do this. That being said, there's time to buy an ad, there's time to purchase an ad, so go ahead and you know, reach out to us on Facebook, we're emailing people, we're working the phones too, we're trying to reach out to things that we think fit, but if you hear us and you think that you're, you're a good fit for us, heck yeah man, reach out to us, we'll work something out, we'll, get, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you and we'll create a partnership that works for you, um, you know, obviously we want to thank Gifting for Baby, we want to thank Amy Zerbola. Uh, you know, and Exit 73 has been, uh, you know, we're helping them with that benefit, you know, so we did some ad time for them. That was, that, you know, that was important to us. Uh, that's actually going on May 1st. So reach out to them and help them out with that. You know, the, the family could use a lot of support right now. 
They're going through a lot of stuff. And also, speaking of going through stuff, so is spring. And so is the city of Houston. So make sure you reach out. Check the Red Cross. Go to Facebook. If you see somebody in need, you see you got some extra clothes lying around. You got something extra that you don't need. You got something you want to donate. This is the time right now to do it. You know, the city's kind of reeling. Everybody's recovering from the floods. Reach out. Go ahead and do that. You know, help somebody out. You don't even have to brag about it, but if you want to, go ahead, brag about it. Hell, tag us on the Facebook. We'll 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 put a post up. You know, let's let's help make Houston dry. Let's dry it out. Let's let's get this cleaned up and move on to the next, so we can start having fun again. Um, I do want to thank you know everybody for listening. This this week's been a lot of fun. Go to the Facebook page and tag um and comment on your favorite villains. We talked about villains today. Talk about your favorite villains. Talk about your least favorite villains. Or if you just want to put Wingstop on blast again, that, that's okay with me too. I don't know why, but Wingstop is now our whipping boys. There are Arby's, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so reach out to us here on on the Facebook. Let us know how we're doing. Give us some, you know, give us some, give us some internet love if you don't mind. I do want to thank everybody for listening. This is Corey DLG on Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, talking nerdy to you. Never meant to call you